0: Okay. that's really radley silence on the
1: waveform that's called room noise i didn't expect it to be that that's prominent. what it looks that's what it looks like yeah okay Cool. Well, it's it's probably because we have three microphones as opposed to one, and they're yeah. all just going onto the same waveform. Thrice the room tone. Hmm. Thrice, thrice. Audio. Welcome. This is episode. <laughs> 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 this is episode number twenty-seven of Quizicast, the Quizzical Pixel Podcast. Jeez, really killed it that, that time. You want to?
2: You want to do that again? You want to take it again? Okay. Yeah. yeah like yeah.
1: like a different. Uh... Yeah. Try try it again. Try a voice. Yeah. Yeah. Try a funny voice. Yeah. Yeah. Like a funny voice. Yeah. Yeah
0: hey guys no 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 no, <laughs> no that's like a, yeah that's just rick yeah or no, and that's just the voice Marty. you
1: do when we ask you to do a voice do a new voice i want to virginity. do a new voice, a new voice? Yeah, yeah come up
0: with a character right now Oh, is a drama podcast yeah
1: yeah hi everybody uh this is uh episode number 27 of the quizzical pixel podcast a show dedicated to classical uh works of literature and art Uh, Otherwise known as video games. (laughs) (laughs) Shall we continue? Yeah,
0: I think that's a pretty good... Do you have a name for that voice? Um,
1: uh, Ludwig. Oh, okay. That's good. What's the last name? We need to flesh this out. Ludwig uh, Marson. The fuck? (laughs) Marson? How do you spell that?
0: (laughs) (laughs) M A R
1: S R C O N, but it's a C with a little squiggly thing at the top. Oh, bottom. Ludwig Marson. Yeah, Marcon. Okay. okay, but I say Marson because I'm a dirty i Can I, English can I man. speak to
0: Ludwig right now? Yeah, Ludwig, how do you feel about the World Cup? Fuck. Wait. So you're Wait. Croatian or are you French? Because the yeah. last name's French.
1: Yeah, and I, I is... realized I kind of fucked up the last name as soon as it came out of my mouth. Well, yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: Anyways, my name's Logan. <laughs> Which sounds like Ludwig. Yeah. If you
1: mumble it. I, sh- I should have just really... called him Sandy Logan. That should have been his name. <laughs> or like Ludwig Logan. Ludwig, Ludwig Logan, that oh, well. would have been a better name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His name's Lud- Ludwig Logan now. I'm making no, a second no, 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 decision. No, 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 no. no, no, Oh my god, we're still on this. Yeah. I tried my hardest to bring it back, guys. No. <laughs> I'm Sandy. <sighs> I'm Matt. I, I host this podcast. I try to. I try very hard. He yeah. doesn't do a good job. Yeah. <laughs> ah, I'm sorry. Ludwig. What the fuck are you talking about, man? <laughs> the first name was good. Ludwig's okay, but like that Ludwig's an Austrian name, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well fuck, okay? I don't know my names. I'm thinking off the cuff. Let's move on. No. let's talk. Let's talk, okay, let's let's talk about the things we normally talk about on this podcast.
0: Oh, like nothing?
1: Yeah. Dying? <laughs> that's, yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's, that's a pretty common topic for us, it would yeah. seem. It would be great if Sandy's question was just the same question every week. <laughs> like, yeah, let's come like, up with like, a new like, deck. Like story. The same like, <laughs> picture of like, a waveform, uh, except it's the same question. Yeah. every podcast. Every single time. Yeah. <laughs> What did you guys get up to this week? Uh what did
2: I do this week? Um I went to a concert. Uh, Hell I yeah. went to see Car Seat Headrest on oh, yeah. uh on Friday and that was a real good concert. Uh wasn't anything like super special. Uh it was just like a really solid concert and uh he if if people listening to this podcast don't listen to Car Seat Headrest, you should just start listening to him. Uh he's basically like a indie punk artist garage garage-y, psychedelic
1: it's a bit of everything
2: stuff
0: it's a bit um, of something for everybody is there a song yeah. you'd recommend for people uh, to get into it or an album
1: maybe yeah
2: probably pick up teens of denial which is his like first uh album that he that's new off of matador so he used to be independent and released a bunch of stuff independently mm-hmm. um and that was, that was
1: uh my first album i think
2: yeah it's excellent it was my first album listening i didn't know about him before that either uh but yeah it's a good place to start if you dig that you'll definitely dig his other stuff uh just kind of click around on his band camp half of his albums from when he was independent are free so you can just grab them
1: um I kind of just assume that being the dirty hipster that you are that you would have known about car seat headrest before teens of denial yeah,
2: you would have thought right yeah. I actually did the how I found out about him was from one of the forums that i that I kind of go on for music. There was a thread talking about how car seat headrest had sold out uh, because of his <laughs> teens of denial album being too poppy and it 's like this is an album that one of the songs is like eight minutes long and the last like three minutes are just him wailing into the mic as like guitars rattle off in the background and there's like a monologue of him talking about what his last album meant to him yeah
1: (laughs) and it's like yeah too poppy too got got a bit too mainstream there (laughs) that's great whenever whenever an artist goes even even somewhat mainstream or signs to a label the the whole fan base is just fuck this guy yeah
2: it was sold out, yeah. So that's how I first heard about him. And then I didn't pick up the album until uh much later. Um, I forget about where I originally heard about it, but uh, yeah, the concert was great. He ended up, um, the band was really cool. Uh, since he used to be independent and kind of solo, he then started touring after Teens in Denial came out with a like a three piece, I think. Um, and then this latest tour because he re he released one of his solo albums called Twin Fantasy. Uh, with a full band backing, and now he's touring with like a seven-piece band, and half of that band is a whole other band called Naked Giants, and they open for the show, and then they just stay on the stage (laughs) while they set it up. For oh, them super, becoming half of Car Seed Headrest. That's super interesting actually. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was it was a real real fun show. Uh they ended up doing a bunch of really interesting variations on their songs. They they did like a uh, a medley song that mixed a bunch of uh like um uh songs off of Teens of Denial together uh into this like cool little uh like ditty that just kind of cool little ditty. D- <laughs> cool little nice diddy that ditty. D- d- like trapes along between each other
0: i like diddies i like uh, diddies that traips especially yeah yeah. yeah yeah
2: um but yeah that's what i did there and then other, i've played a few games but we'll get to that later uh sandy what have you been up to
0: quite literally nothing
1: excellent all right excellent matt this, summer, <laughs> just a, this summer is just a
0: <laughs> festival of swamp ass and too much sleep
1: did you actually end up going to the beach this weekend
0: I did, yeah. I went to the beach, and then I had... I went to a Brazilian steakhouse. You guys should go oh, sure. to a Brazilian oh, yeah? steakhouse sometime.
2: What, what makes it Brazilian?
0: Well, it's it's kind of it's something, well, you, you, it's all you can eat, and you just fill up your plate with whatever you want off the buffet, but there's no meat on the buffet. What they do is they bring out meat. Guys come out with long skewers of meat, whether it's a strip loin or a sausage or pork or chicken and they'll be like oh do you want some strip loin and you'll be like yes and they you have a pair of tongs at your table Mm -hmm. and they slice you off a piece and then you grab it with your tongs and then you take it and it's like damn that's a lot of meat (laughs) and i've been trying this like really low carb high meat protein diet so it was perfect cool and the meat was good dude they rendered the fat beautifully
2: oh yeah i feel like but if they're walking around with it doesn't it what if you're like at the end of their
0: rotation? And then it's. Like, I mean, they they go back. Like they'll do a short rotation, and right. there weren't that many people when, when I went. Right. And uh, they just. It was so good. Everyone should go to a Brazilian steakhouse at least once. You want to buzz market the one you went to? No. Okay. Rio Steakhouse. <laughs> on Denman Street if in you Vancouver. Changed his mind. <laughs> this
1: podcast. I like. Is it it seems. By...
0: <laughs> Rio Steakhouse. It seemed like a nice, like a better way to call me <laughs> <laughs> a better way to kick. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: So yeah, go to listen to some car seat. Headrests on your drive to Rio steakhouse this weekend.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then continue to listen to it while at the steakhouse. Exactly. Very loudly on your phone. Yeah. Speakers, yes, please.
0: Phone they, speakers, they definitely yeah. won't take issue with that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you paid to be there. <laughs> it was true, expensive. Yeah. It's a buffet. So, oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. I like whatever, it. man. I don't like the beach though. It's terrible. There's I dogs. agree. The in, sand's too hot. Gets in everything. The sand does get let's very Let's not. <laughs> let's not do that. <laughs> the sand does get very hot. Yeah.
2: Uh was it down like Second Beach that you went to? What? So where did you go? Like which beach did you? English go to? Bay. Oh, English Bay. Okay. And near Denman. Okay.
0: So, yeah, there we there we are. Go to the beach. Uh hate it and then go to the Rio Steakhouse on Denman
1: Street. <laughs> That's a way to do it. Yeah. What would you do, Matt? What did I do? Uh I also didn't do a ton uh and my weekend was pretty fucking busy, uh, which is why I couldn't do any any beach or uh similar activities. However, I did do uh a special streaming event called Halloween in July. Oh yeah. Uh which is a holiday that I made up uh and I'm now celebrating for the first time. And Oh, you <laughs> made this not- up?
2: <laughs> it's not even like <laughs> You just made it up on the spot. Oh, you made decided.
1: it up. <laughs> oh, people don't celebrate this. You made this up. Believe it or not, nobody else hallo- wow. celebrates Halloween in July. You're that's like
0: cool. a pioneer, dude.
1: Yeah, I'm really forward thinking. Yeah, yeah, that's excellent. Yeah, I'm really a, a yeah. You're right, a pioneer. I am really ahead of my time. If you think about it, Halloween should really be in <laughs> in July because
0: you don't have to wear like a rain jacket over your costume. That's a really in July. good point. Yeah, it's but less
2: likely it, to rain. Like, what if you dressed up as Fat Bastard from Austin Powers, right? And it's July.
0: Hmm. <laughs> but what if you dressed up as Aquaman which who he basically has no clothes. I mean y- look some you know what? You're right.
1: some costumes are better for for yeah. other for the, some parts of the year. Two uh, two Halloweens, at least a year, you know. But that was that was the idea yeah. was I had a, a handful of scary games that I I needed an excuse to play on stream because mm-hmm. uh, up until that point I'd been playing games like Golf Story. Uh, that's a scary game It's Candy. Yes. I mean, that kid was going to get eaten by crocodiles that's true there were some scary moments in that yeah, game yeah. but it was a very summery game and I thought well I feel like I need some sort of way to to just string together all these horror games and play them all <laughs> at once Right. get through this back catalog of horror themed games and so I made up uh, Halloween in July uh, for two reasons one is that uh, it, it coincided with Friday the 13th mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it was appropriate and also uh because it's it's a it's a homage to the expression Christmas in July. That's where that came from. Mm, really yeah. doing a deep dive on why on this a little, holiday a little, how a little Halloween come early. It. yeah, so I'll be yeah, so I'll be playing scary games like twice a year if this uh, if I keep doing this excellent yeah yeah i'm glad that we got the creation myth of halloween in july <laughs> well, this is really exciting. yeah well these things are important because you know five years from now when or you know five ten twenty years from now when it keeps happening people are gonna wonder when it becomes a national phenomenon <laughs> yeah people need to trace back the origin i think okay so anyway i played some scary games uh i'll, I'll quickly go through all the ones that i i played and then i'll, I'll talk about the ones that i thought were the most interesting mm-hmm. or or unique i guess uh, I played five games altogether, so not a ton, uh, across three streams. I played a demo of a game called Beware, uh, which I don't know mm. if either of you have heard of. Maybe. Um, it yeah. is a open-world driving game uh, that takes place uh, in these dark Eastern European woods. Uh, and the basic premise of the game is it's very atmospheric. Right. Uh, so it's it's obviously very dark out. Mm-hmm. Uh, your only source of light is your headlights and the occasional street light. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just whatever light uh, bounces off of the reflectors of, of parked cars mm-hmm. or, or guardrails or road signs. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. You're just driving through these very dark, secluded eastern european woods is it first person yes you're you're in the car the whole time and it's always first person okay uh and the driving physics are i wouldn't say fair i wouldn't say realistic but they're fairly authentic so you can get stuck in mud right uh the in the demo the it seemed like the roads were wet uh and so if you drove too fast and then tried to turn you would hydroplane oh that's cool uh so it it has that level of authenticity in the driving So anyway, it is a horror game uh, because at a certain point you are driving through these dark woods and all of a sudden there's a piano sting and the headlights of another car uh, can be seen in your rearview mirror Ooh. and they start getting closer to you. Ooh. Uh, what drew me to this game was actually just looking at the screenshots because it's just judging from the screenshots, they really nailed like that, that just the creepy atmosphere yeah. like driving at night. Uh, and then, like, that happens. So that, do the, that moment Do the happens. headlights just, like, appear? Like, they don't, like, come off of somewhere? Like, they do you know? come off of somewhere. So oh, you... In, in the demo, you pass by. At a certain point, you leave the, the starting location and you drive over a dam, and past hydro, uh, a hydro facility. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you're observant, you'll see that, uh, A, uh, there are silhouettes walking around in the facility, dark Ooh. silhouettes walking around. Right. Don't know who they are, some mysterious people right. inside. Uh, and there are two parked cars in the parking lot beside the hydro station. Right. Uh, and as soon as you drive past one of those cars, its headlights will uh, light up, and mm-hmm. it will start pursuing you right so it does come from a it is a real part car that then starts chasing you throughout the world okay. um, so it actually is chasing you it is chasing you okay I would love it if the entire game was just
2: a self-built anxiety that's just <laughs> I'm driving on this dark road in the middle of nowhere there's no way this other guy is just there and then at the end of the game it turns out it's just your neighbor or something
3: yeah, <laughs> out of yeah.
1: So there's a couple interesting things. Uh, it's a very short demo. So basically, there's there's actually two cars. Uh, I only uh, got chased by the first one, mm-hmm. uh, but there was apparently a second one. I think it might actually be in the same location. Mm. Um, I assume that as the game gets more fleshed out, there'll be more nuance to the cars. So I assume there will be some uh, patrolling the world mm-hmm. uh, who can just find you, right? Uh, and that will they'll they'll chase you more organically as okay. opposed to it being a set event like that. Um, yeah, and and there'll just be more stuff to do because like there really isn't a whole lot to do in this demo. There's one side quest for you to find, which I didn't because it is a big. Uh, there's a lot of road to cover in this demo, so I didn't actually find the one objective right. that the developer put in. Um, I just got chased by the car, and and you can lose it. It is possible, uh, but it is very tenacious. Uh, cool. There are good drivers. And do they try and run you off the road? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so they'll try to ram you. They'll do the thing that police cars do. Well, they'll try to uh, gently bump one side of your mm-hmm. rear bumper mm-hmm. to, cr- to get you to, to crash or to, to drive off the road, uh, which happened to be the first time and, and I got caught. Uh, and, and because... Does it, like, murder you? Is it, like, they're that's, a That's, that's or the idea. They're, they're basically, like, four very goofy-looking henchmen <laughs> that then jump out of the car immediately when they stop, right. and they're just shuffling around, like, come up to your car. It's cool. very goofy. Right. Uh, um, so um, I assume that will change as the game gets developed. Right. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so because this game is in such a very, very early state, and this was a very early demo Mm -hmm. uh this game has a great game over screen uh which is where you uh, you get either you crash your car and die Mm. or you get driven off the road and then the henchmen come up and start smashing on your car Mm. at which point the game cuts to black and in very very tiny typewriter text in the middle of the screen it says death
2: very good I love that yes yeah. um
1: but yeah it was it was very it was very interesting. I'm very uh the developer has a twitter, which i guess i'll I'll link in the show notes, but uh very interesting demo cool. um and I, I hope that he he keeps fleshing it out into uh, a more uh finished game and experience because like i see a lot of potential yeah it sounds like a really
2: interesting idea for a horror game i, I, yeah. I like that tapping into the very base fear of like driving alone at night and exactly and having one other car near you it's just like unnerving no matter what the sinet like the setting is <laughs>
1: yeah for sure yeah so that, that was interesting my, my sister described it uh as and i don't think this is uh the most fitting description uh but i guess she described it as slender boat in cars um, I and mean, that's basically what Slenderman is as well, right? Just walking through some woods and getting kinda. chased by a thing. Yeah, except in this yeah. case, the car. Well, at least in the demo, the once you lose the car, it doesn't really come back. Right. But I assume in the, in the finished game there'll be more cars, and and maybe that will be a more apt comparison. Right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, the other game I played was Yumi Nikki. Oh yeah, uh, which I is, saw you were playing that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah which it's is which is a more well-known horror game. It was it's not even in, really a horror game. It gets it just gets kind yeah. of creepy. It's atmospheric <laughs> and it's yeah, yeah. it's creepy. Uh. But yeah, it's not really a horror game. Um, but I decided to play it because it, 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 fit the mood and, uh, it's something that I'd, I'd been meaning to try for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and you played the remake
3: or
2: was No, it, the original. The original? Yeah, okay.
1: which is free. You can download it for yourself on mm-hmm. Steam if you want to. Also, the, well, obviously the demo for Beware is free. Mm-hmm. Um, you can download it off of IndieDB. I'll, I'll link that also. Cool. Um, Yumi Niki was interesting. Uh, I know it's been around for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but for those of you who don't know what it is, uh, it is essentially a, a game made in RPG Maker, like, a very, very early version of RPG mm-hmm, Maker, mm-hmm. uh, where you essentially wander around these dreamscapes or these nightmarescapes, depending on where you happen to be, mm-hmm. uh, as this little girl. And um that's basically all there is to it. You just yep. wander around between games, everything is connected mm-hmm. in a very surreal and uh non logical way, the way that dreams are. Mm-hmm. Uh things occasionally get creepy. And there isn't uh Apparently, the game ends once you collect all 24 of these effects, is what Mm -hmm. they're called. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, to me, it seems like the game is mainly built for you to just wander
2: around. Oh, yeah, it definitely is. And, like, the thing that made it really popular, or what made it stand out, was it came out at a time when, like, the indie scene wasn't really a thing yet. It was mainly just people making little weird things. Uh, And it was a super experimental game. And had a very dark, underpinning story of, like, child abuse and, like... Uh, some very kind of upsetting themes that were you had kind of had to dig for them and you had to do a lot of like abstract yeah. kind of connection of different elements within these dreams to kind of put it together.
1: seems like it would have been very, very different, yeah. uh, a very different kind of game for the the time that it came out. Definitely. And it has like some really cool touches, like the bedroom that you start in, it's like,
2: you can't leave. And like just mm-hmm. that small thing suggests so much. Yeah. Uh, you can never leave great. it unless like until you're in the dream. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, really, really cool. Um, and uh, for people who are interested in it, um, that game inspired a very good uh trilogy of games called lisa um and i would highly recommend playing the lisa games uh but don't expect to finish the games and feel good about the world (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think i uh we're, we're thinking of the same game right uh yeah so lisa has um lisa the painful and lisa the yeah yeah lisa the what's the first one called uh at least like the love loveful or something yeah uh, i I
1: picked that up on during the steam sale mm -hmm. so um, so
2: there's the side scrolling version that one but there's Mm -hmm. a pre there's a a prequel to that oh uh, that came out before it a long time ago that's basically yume Nikki, but with a much more kind of uh direct story Mm -hmm. uh and it it directly uh influences the effects i mean the the story that's in the second game oh interesting but they're very different games uh like so crazy different games but both Mm -hmm. of them are made in rpg maker which is actually kind of cool like lisa the painful really doesn't look like an rpg maker game but it's it it, it's like super impressive that it was made in it
1: yeah um yeah yeah i'll check that out i i've been meaning to uh try the the steam the side scrolling lisa Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, for a while so I'll eventually get to that yep. anyway uh third game I well actually yeah I'll run through the next two and then I'll, I'll focus more on uh, the other game I found really interesting so oh. I played uh detention was another game I played which is a indie game made by a small um, uh, Taiwanese studio uh, called red candle okay. uh, I'll talk about that in a moment
2: do you think I, I've heard of that
1: super bunny hop Uh it yeah, was one of yeah it was, one of, yeah, it was yeah. one of the games from his inbox that's yeah. where I first heard of it cool yeah um, so I played that, and then I played Fear, uh, which is a game that I think most people have heard of. Mm-hmm. So I played Fear, and it was cool to go back to that game because it holds up surprisingly well for a mid-2000s game. It's all, It very much feels like an early-mid-2000s shooter, mm-hmm. um, but just the way that lighting and effects are used, and, and because of how uh, good the AI and how well the AI and level design work together in really interesting uh, and detailed ways mm-hmm. is, is cool. So that was, it was fun to finally like actually play that game because I feel like it's, it's so well known. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I want to talk about detention. Uh, those are all the games I played. Uh, detention was really cool. Uh, so, uh, as I said, it was, it's made by a small Taiwanese, uh, indie developer. Uh, they're actually working on a new game right now in a similar style. I think it's called devotion. I think is what it's called. Um, <laughs> But it it is also—so Detention is a psychological horror game uh, that is also set in Taiwan Uh, sometime, I believe, in the—I believe it's the 60s, during a time uh, in Taiwanese history uh, known as the White Terror, uh, which was a time uh, where the country was in martial law uh, for several decades, actually. Um, And it was kind of—who was the— who was the the man in government uh in in the States where there there was a time where they were rounding up people for being communist uh sympathizers or anybody they, they thought might be uh working with uh the Soviet Union or, or might be a communist spy? There was there was like a- Reagan? No no no. no. This was this was <laughs> way earlier. This would have been yeah. like I'm guessing like early fifties, I think is when this happened. Mm. I've completely forgotten his name. Why have I forgotten his name? anyway it was they were basically rounding up uh, and either imprisoning or straight up executing uh, anybody who they uh, thought might be th- they were arresting and executing people on uh, on grounds of being uh, communist synthesizers mm-hmm. or spies or or for any reason relating to that because uh, mm-hmm. this was doing during the cold War actually at its height um so that was what was happening you are you play as a, a student a female student at this uh, Taiwanese high school. Um I'll briefly explain the beginning of the game um because like I'll explain the things that happen in the first 5 minutes because they're not really spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um but you're you're in this classroom in this this time and in this school uh and uh you fall asleep uh and wake up and all of a sudden all your classmates are gone. Uh, there's a storm brewing outside, and you look, and uh, on the chalkboard it says Typhoon Warning. Uh, and so you go, oh shit, uh, time to leave this school, I guess. Mm. Um, and so you, uh, you you start trying to, the game starts teaching you some basic mechanics about movement or whatever. Um, I guess I should have stated off the bat, this, this is a very clearly a Silent Hill homage. This game is oh. very, very Silent Hill-like, uh, except it's a side-scroller. Okay. So you're carrying um, a radio around? and it's n- No radio, but but it very much goes like it, it has like the same like industrial music in parts. It has a very similar atmosphere. Uh, and yeah, so you you are trying to leave the school and at some point you enter the school's auditorium or, or gym or whatever. Uh, and you meet this girl who like she's just asleep on this chair for some reason. And you wake her up and you're like, we got to get out of here. There's a typhoon. I don't know where everybody's gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she's like, OK. And you try to leave the school, uh, and the bridge leading... connect For some reason, there's a bridge connecting over a river, connecting the school to, like, the mainland or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the bridge is destroyed, and the river is flowing with blood. Ooh. Uh, which is great. I hate it when that happens. Yeah, it sucks. Oh, yeah. Uh, so you go, oh, shit, I guess we're staying in the school overnight. And so you go to do that. Uh, I mean, you to swim through the blood. <laughs> you could just do that, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So you decide to sleep in the school overnight. Mm-hmm. Uh, a disturbing cutscene uh, cut plays, and suddenly you are in control of the girl instead, oh. and the guy is dead. Oh! And you play from. Oh, that's a cool.
2: I like that. That's a cool intro. Okay.
1: And so from this moment onward, you're playing as as uh, the female student, uh, pretty much until the end of the game. Okay. Uh, How long is the game? Pretty short. I finished it in like four hours, like okay. in one stream. Wow. So it's a pretty short game too. Uh, and and yeah, it's it's very very similar to Silent Hill in the sense that uh, when you first start playing as this as this girl you you don't really know anything about her she seems she seems innocent she's just you know trapped in this nightmare for some reason you don't know why you don't really understand her background but slowly as you start playing you start to realize some hints are dropped uh you start to realize that maybe maybe she's not as innocent as as you might have first thought Mm. um Maybe she has this dark history that you then slowly uncover. Uh, and maybe some some guilt that she's right. harboring, and that might be the reason for these nightmarish things happening. So it's very she Silent took Three Hill. cookies from the cookie jar instead of the two that yeah. she said she would. Don't spoil the game, Logan. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's very Silent Hill in in that way. Um, but what I really like about it, and what uh, keeps it from feeling too much like Solito, or what keeps it from feeling derivative, mm-hmm. uh, is the setting and the story. Uh, so the monsters you encounter are, uh, directly inspired by Taiwanese folklore. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course the setting is in this, this real, uh, historical time, mm-hmm. uh, in Taiwan. um, so it it brings like that its own like unique uh spin on like that kind of psychological horror formula cool um and it's really cool uh i highly recommend it um the story is really interesting i really like how the story directly ties into the the real history of taiwan in that time period Mm um i don't really want to say much more than that um if you like games that are like psychological horror games that are similar to silent hill then i would suggest giving this a shot because this is a pretty good one um, the only criticisms criticisms I would really lay against it is um, <laughs> something really odd about this game is that the first half is like really focuses on those survival horror aspects, or you are evading monsters. Mm. Um, there, there very much is that horror theme present uh, throughout everything you do in the game, mm. and then that suddenly kind of disappears in the last half of the game, and it suddenly just feels like a dark adventure game. So there's just like a lot of puzzles. There's a lot of puzzles, but the monsters completely disappear. Mm. Um, a lot of the horror elements kind of fall by the wayside um, and are kind of just replaced by um, the character development that happens near oh, the okay. end yeah. uh, which is strange. there's actually a mechanic that's introduced very early in the game uh, where you can offer food it's like a bowl of noodles or something you can mm-hmm. offer food on the floor near these monsters. Uh, mm-hmm. They're called the lingered mm-hmm. or the lingering I think um, and cold, and they'll they'll crouch they'll go over to it and like crouch down and eat it and then mm-hmm. you can that's your opportunity to slip past them right. That mechanic is introduced uh, very early in the game, and then it's never used again, <laughs> uh, which is really interesting. So, like, there's a bit of, like, in in that sense, like, there's a bit of a lack of cohesion mm. in, in some elements of the game, but uh, it's still really enjoyable. I, I guess it would only be really disappointing if you were strictly looking for a horror experience. Mm. Um, but overall, like, super, super interesting game. I, I think the uh the the team uh behind it or or the director whoever it might have been um i i think they they actually had directly said that they were kind of disappointed by the the lack of representation uh in mm. the gaming industry mm-hmm. uh for i guess i guess their culture and and this like a specific part of history mm. so it's it's really cool and i'm really looking forward to what they decide to do next
2: yeah, you mentioned the um, the horror elements from uh, Taiwanese folklore, and there was a game I played a long time ago uh, on my phone, and I'm pretty sure you can probably still find it on, on the app stores, so but it was called Year Walk. Oh, uh, yeah, I yeah, love that game. Yeah, Year Walk was super cool that it was like an app that came with a companion app that you yeah. had to download along with it, and the companion app had a bunch of Polish folk stories in it, that had to do with like their version of the boogeyman or their version of the gingerbread w- lady and all these other weird things and you would had to use that companion app to solve the puzzles that related to those
1: monsters yeah. in the game and and it then it, cool. it later like tied directly into the story yeah yeah, yeah. and then uh like the r- true ending of that game yeah, as yeah well. like the app would interact
2: with the game itself and like new pages would be added mm-hmm. to that app and they would it would like transform and stuff it was a real cool idea it was really um, neat yeah yeah and yeah, and, yeah. and
1: yeah and like a very unique setting definitely uh, as yeah. well was it swedish it was swedish or some scandinavian country yeah um, I, I don't remember the, the basic premise was yeah. that uh to embark on this what they called a year walk which yeah. i think was like what the day after christmas or something, yeah something like that. Some, so yeah you, yeah, you go into the forest you you lock yourself alone in a room uh, in complete darkness for like a day or something yeah and then when the time is up and it's it's uh, when it's night, yeah. you then go out into the woods and you like have a spiritual ex- experience. Basically, yeah, it, yeah. the year, And I remember year I, I
2: downloaded that fucking game not knowing it was a horror game. I was like this <laughs> fucking idiot who was just like I was like starting to get plugged into a bunch of game dev channels, and some of the people on that were like talking about this weird game that was coming out. And I think this was right around Sword and Sorcery getting released as well. And so I was like really up on weird mobile games. And I download that game, and then I get to, like, the first... There's, like, a jump scare at one point in the game with, like, this lady in the forest. And yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. I, like, drop my phone and almost crack the fucking screen because I wasn't... I was like, man, this game's kind of creepy, but, I mean, it's fun. It's yeah, a puzzle yeah. awesome game. It's, and then, like, yeah. this fucking loud jump scare happens. I have
1: headphones in, and I'm just like, ah! It, it, <laughs> is, it is the most jump scare of jump scares. Yeah. I, I know the exact one you're, yeah, you're yeah, thinking it's of. It's, like, the face that comes up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I was I was playing the phone... or oh, I was playing the phone... I was playing the game by myself in bed, uh, in the middle of the night, and that happened yeah. with headphones in. And, and yeah, I think thing. actually I was my, like, my reasoning oh. was I played
2: Sword and Sorcery, and that game is not a scary game. It's just that's like a chill game to play. Everyone in it is like, "What's like, up?" Like even their voice lines are like, "How's it going?" Girl? Yeah, <laughs> just sit by this, sit
1: by this fire I've lit. Have a dream. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Uh, and then I played Year Walk, and they were like, "No, fuck you, <laughs> fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that was my my Halloween in July experience. The new greatest tradition. Yeah, the yeah. greatest of. I can't call it an annual tradition yet because I have to do it a second time for it to be annual. <laughs> but once I do, yes, it'll be it's a, a annual, real holiday, full annual. If you, be a, it,
0: if you call it annual right now, you're making a social contract, and
1: you're more likely to adhere to it. There we go. That's true. It is annual. Okay. It mean, is annual. I mean, yeah, it is annual. The annual, starting next year. Halloween in July. Halloween in July. And yeah. it, is a, it is a real Canadian holiday. A yeah. real Canadian uh, holiday. It's a stat holiday. You get time and a half. You do, uh, yeah. you do not even have to show up to your office shop. Yeah. As long as you play scary games, you will still get time exactly. and a half. But they will check. You have to You have to log it. Yeah. They, they look at your Steam time plate. Yeah, at least eight hours of a horror game. Yeah. And it has to be a horror game. Yeah.
2: And you have to film yourself doing it, because you can't just leave on your horror game and then just yeah walk
1: and it has you have to be using a webcam yeah exactly and you have to scream very loud at it's a very narrow, narrow
2: holiday and you kind of need a certain amount of affluence to be able to even participate in it but you know
1: it's the way life's world. a bitch <laughs> so that's what i did with my time that's how i spent, that's how I spent my time, <laughs> that's how I spent my time. <laughs> yeah oh, yeah
0: have you been playing any games, Logan? Uh,
1: yeah,
2: I have like two games that I kind of want to talk about. Um, and I, they're very different games. Uh, very not horror games. Uh, I've been playing one game that literally the last the last podcast when I mentioned uh, Opera Omnia, that game mm-hmm. by Stephen Lavelle, I mentioned that another game he had made was called Stephen's Sausage Roll. Yep. Uh, and I bought that game a long time ago. Uh, and I played what I think was like maybe a sixth of the game like one sixth of that game and then I kind of bounced off of it I was like this game seems really cool but it's really hard and uh, I had just finished The Witness and I was like pretty puzzled out yeah um, like the witness was excellent and i did like a near 100 percent completion of the witness just from wandering around it was exhausting though yeah and i was just like okay uh that was fun and i i enjoyed being on my little mist like island with my panel puzzles and i don't want to push around sausage rolls with a fork um <laughs> and so
1: uh, don't, yeah i kind of want to put push around steven sausage rolls. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so after mentioning it on the podcast i was like i oh, you know i should boot that game back up and see what it's like, and I booted it up, and I was immediately hooked. I was just like, oh, shit, this game's real good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for people who don't know, Stephen Roll is a game by Stephen Lavelle, otherwise known as Increpare, or Increpare, I don't know. Whatever
1: the, the, uh, the jury is still out on that one. Yeah. Uh,
2: yet again, great games like Opera Omnia and uh, find find the butthole, uh,
1: I, which I played by the way. Excellent. Because yes. I needed to link it for the I show. I saw notes. you linked it in the show notes, yes. and I was like, Matt, totally played this game. I did, and yes. you were right. There was quite a surprise <laughs> <for me> when <laughs> what? I found the butthole. Now I gotta play this game. Uh, it's in the show notes. It's easy to find. Them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I also like that the name is all lowercase. Yeah, it's so good.
2: <laughs> uh, so he made this game called steven Saucer roll and uh the game you play as a little little spherical man with two little feet and a very strange fork that has like five prongs on it uh that that come out come out three dimensions like a three-dimensional fork uh so it comes out like nobody can see this but imagine like a compass rose and the the tip of each uh direction it like extrude out a point uh and then from the center of the row the compass also extrude out a point um oh yeah uh you got it is that good enough for audio yeah i think so yeah all right um (laughs) if you didn't get it just rewind like 30 seconds listen to it again and just envision it in your mind's eye um anyways uh how the game works is like you have this fork and you can only walk in the direction your fork is facing uh Mm -hmm. if you press left or right the only way you control the game is just wasd to move um if you press left or right you rotate the fork uh and you don't do anything else and if you try and rotate into a wall you can't rotate um and uh the goal of the game is to walk around this uh, overworld that uh, has all of the puzzles on it and when you step onto a puzzle, the rest of the world kind of sinks into the water and you're left with just this little island of a puzzle that you're doing um, and some sausages appear. Mm-hmm. Um, sausages are these little... Uh, the game's on a grid, but it's three-dimensional, but it's like a grid-based three-dimensional game. Uh, when you and, move, it's like one grid at a time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And when you, you take up two spaces because <laughs> you and the fork... Um, but you get these little saus. There's little sausages. They exist um, as little like uh, cylinders. Uh, and the goal is to grill all the sausages on the level without burning any of the any of the sausages. And each sausage consists of four little sections that you have to individually grill each section because uh, it's like a little two by one rectangular prism kind of uh, and you can imagine the top and bottom of each side being a grillable portion just look um, it up folks yeah Th- this is definitely uh, one of those games i recommend
1: watching video. yeah yeah if you watch it for
2: like five seconds <laughs> yeah. everything i just said will be immediately yeah. understandable Anyway, past three minutes so and the thing is seconds. you'll you'll watch the video and you'll go this game's garbage because it looks <laughs> like garbage um and i don't i mean if steven's listening to this the game i really like the game and actually how it looks but I I haven't played it Steven um, yeah. but it looks very good yeah. Stephen, the game
0: looks like garbage
2: but to like to to mass market audience it does not look like a pretty game it's got a low poly art style but it's not done in a uh, particularly like aesthetically pleasing way but one that really fits the tone of the game and the tone <laughs> is just this strange irreverence but then has this kind of meditative uh, kind of self aggrandizing tone to it where you like as you walk around the overworld you find these little like pedestals that just say kind of like grandiose statements that don't really mean anything, right? Like you end up coming upon these big, these big like um, ruins, and you find like a, a, a little pedestal that says like, "They stand even though those who built them are gone." <laughs> 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 and meanwhile, you're pushing around fucking giant sausage rolls and grilling them for a puzzle. Um, so now onto what makes the game great. Uh, this is this is basically just a block pushing puzzle puzzle game. And sausage pushing, thank you. Yeah, sausage pushing puzzle game, and uh, the best way I've found to describe it was I had a, I had a conversation with a friend of mine who's uh, currently uh, working as a level designer at, at a uh, company making a puzzle game, uh, and as he was doing research into puzzle game design, he re- he he kind of came upon this little nugget of wisdom where he was like, when you design a puzzle game, you don't design the levels for the puzzle game; you just design all of the mechanics for the puzzle game. And you, adopt, you design as many as possible, like as complex as your puzzle game is going to be. And then you make the levels based on those mechanics to slowly make the player have epiphany moments about the mechanics as you play through the game. Oh. Right? So then hmm. each level is designed to use a subset of those mechanics and then reveal them huh. as you go through them. Right. That just had an epiphany about but, it. <laughs> right? So Steven Sausage Roll, there's almost always one solution. But that solution isn't like you have to make all of these moves in exactly this order. It's usually there's just something you have to do. And the thing that makes Steven Sausage Roll phenomenal is that it has, like, probably over 100 puzzles. I'm I'm probably about halfway through it, I think. Um, and literally every single level, I have an epiphany moment about the mechanics of the game. Hmm. This is a game where the only mechanic at the beginning is push your fucking sausage around <laughs> with your fork, <laughs> right? Like, it's crazy that you have... you there's like these moments where you realize you can do these things with the sausages that you had no idea, or that there's this way you were thinking about the sausages because of the previous levels that your mind just wasn't considering this other option that then this other puzzle forces you to think in. Right. Uh, and some, so like a minor, there's like just spoilers for this game. Kind of, I like, don't want to look at gameplay of this game. Cause there's been moments of this game where a thing happens and I'm like, Holy shit shit everything's changed really hyping this game up for me yeah it's great but it's like and the thing that's small addendum uh the game's like 35 dollars right and that was like a very deliberate choice, it seems, by Stephen Lavelle, because he's marketing to people who will go, oh, why is this game priced more? It must be worth that much. Because <laughs> it has, like, 98% user reviews, like, everyone says this game's amazing, right? So he just priced it really high, because, yeah, it's a good idea. Um, <laughs> I bought it at full price. I think the only time it's gone on sale was the Steam summer sale, and I was, and it was, like, $6. Uh, uh,
1: why didn't I pick it up? I'm sorry, oh, um,
2: Made a big mistake. But one of the early ways you find out that it, like, one of the early ways that you learn anybody Mechanic is that when a sausage is up against the wall and you walk into it, your fork pierces the sausage. Right. And then you suddenly can move around with the sausage pierced onto your fork. But you can't pull it off unless you move it so that the sausage is blocked by a wall and then you back up. and then it, Like one um, half of it is yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then you edge. quickly find out that if you pierce a sausage and it's lengthwise, there's no way to get the sausage off your <laughs> fork. Uh, so there's an undo button where you just undo... You can just hold down the undo button and it undoes every move back in chronological order and it's phenomenal. So basically um, when you pierce the, the yeah, sausage... Yeah, you just go fuck and then you go back. <laughs> uh... uh but one of the, the, the epiphany moment, like that's like a minor epiphany moment, uh, but there's a bigger epiphany moment on one of the levels that you realize that when you pierce a sausage, you, um, can suddenly strafe. Uh, and strafing you could never do before. Oh, you could only walk in the direction of the fort, but suddenly you can't rotate anymore because you have the sausage pierced. So you can strafe now, and there's puzzles that you need to strafe around certain areas to actually get through them. Uh, but then you can only strafe when you have this... Your your uh, model effectively becomes three blocks in an L shape, right? So yeah. this strafing becomes really, really difficult, and you end up, like taking that strafing and then in later puzzles you realize oh you can use that that pierced sausage to push other sausages around oh and shit. then they add a third dimension where they add uh like sausages that are stacked on top of each other oh, and fuck. you can roll them to roll sausages that are on top of them and then you can stack sausages on top of yourself uh and like all this other crazy shit Jeez. uh and it all just kind of organically happens and it is such a plain representation in the game But like I there's like one level the level where they introduce stacked sausages is called the Tower. Uh, and it's just you start this level, and it's just a big old fucking open area, and then you just get like twelve sausages stacked Jenga like in the center of the level, and you've never seen that before, and you just go, and you've never even had a puzzle that ha- has had more than like three sausages at this point, and suddenly you have twelve, and they're in a dimension you didn't even consider yet, <laughs> and you just kind of sit there and go, what the fuck. <laughs> uh so yeah steven sausage Droll, really good game uh and it's super fun to just kind of pick up and play like you can do like one or two puzzles every time you pick it up um sometimes you i got stuck on a puzzle for like three days one point but um
1: i heard that it gets hard
2: yeah it's it's hard right from the beginning like even the beginning puzzles are pretty difficult and like he pushes that that simple pushing of sausage mechanic it's like breaking point within the first like four puzzles it like goes one to a hundred real fast and then you have to start kind of thinking in sausages (laughs) (laughs) Sausages. but then but then it like it has like different areas you go through like you need to solve all the puzzles in one area to progress to the next right um and now i'm on like the fourth area now uh and now i'm like i come into a, a level and i just I just like get it right away. I see like the thing and I understand the epiphany that I'm supposed to have and I immediately do it. (laughs) And it's like a really good feeling when you just like blaze through like four different puzzles when the puzzles used to be taking you like an hour each. Uh, And then you hit another fucking puzzle where you're just like, oh, I guess, I guess there's like this other crazy new thing that I didn't anticipate in the game. Um, But yeah, that game's really cool. Uh, other game, I'll talk, I'll talk less about this game because uh, I only have like three things to say about it because I've only played like two hours of it but I picked up the clay game called Hot Lava uh, Hot Lava is a game about being a child and pretending the floor is hot lava uh, and jumping all over the furniture to stay away from the hot lava We've all been there. Uh, so that's a great concept for a game but what I didn't realize until I watched the trailer uh, which is what got me to buy it was um, it's a Creed's Climbing slash Surfing game uh and if you don't know what those things are uh creeds climbing and surfing are a mod community based game mode uh from counter-strike and by extension then team fortress 2 and team fortress and stuff like that uh where people found weird bugs in the uh physics engine of the source or the physics part of the source engine uh, and found out that you could do all these weird things like uh, bunny hopping and and uh, and air strafing were things that were pretty obvious bunny hopping being you can keep jumping right right as you hit the ground and you'll keep your speed and sometimes even increase your speed uh, and air strafing meaning you can uh, move diagonally while moving through the air and you'll actually turn in the air and increase speed at your diagonal rate so if you combine those two things you can bu- keep bunny hopping if you do these very exact jumps and get up to insane speeds yeah uh, quake dip. In- it happens in speedruns. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of source speedruns do it. Uh, in Quake speedruns, they do it. Quake it was huge. Um, and uh, some games, like Quake Champions, the one that I talked about a while ago, has just made it into a mechanic and they just made it really easy to, to, uh, to bunny hop. Um, So these things combined together uh, to make something called Creed's Climbing maps. So Creed's Climbing were these precision platforming levels made within the Source engine that you could play in Counter-Strike that were all based around incredible skill at these uh, types of mechanics, including like air strafing around corners or doing these huge spirals down these giant maps. Uh, And then they found one other thing called surfing, which is where you could have these angled planes uh, that when you press the right Uh, movement key against them but not forward you could slide on them and gain an unending amount of speed and you could end up just doing these crazy maps where you would have these huge ramps that would go down and then jump all the way across the map and you'd end up having to air strafe your way into like a hole that's like 10 miles away and all this other crazy stuff um, so is this so is hot lava like a game based yes. on that? so and it's crazy Holy actually how how they've how they've managed to try and take this super niche genre and make it popular like you can tell they're trying their best to make this like not <laughs> incredibly niche like it usually is yeah because yeah. i was a huge fan of surf maps not as much crease climbing i wasn't good enough at that but surf you can just fucking press the right key and do fun stuff for a while uh but but hot lava does so I figured out, I was like, okay, cool, it's going to be like a single-player game. You run around, you do you do platforming challenges. They had they had air strafing it and stuff like that. Uh, and it's based around, like, 80s slash 90s cartoons, so you're like this kid, and you play as, like, the action figures jumping around the room and stuff like that. Uh, really great aesthetic, really good presentation, but what blew my mind was how much... so how much they stuck to the mod community's idea of the game. So much so that I started the game, you get a little tutorial level where you jump around your house and then you go to your bedroom because you're a kid. Um, And like, it's this great little thing where you're watching a cartoon Uh, and then it zooms out from the TV that like the CRT and then you're sitting on the couch and then your mom calls you and says time for bed. And so there's just like a flash and all of the floor just turns into bubbling magma Mm -hmm. and there's like a demon chasing you. It's real good. (laughs) Um, and then you finish that and then you wake up in class at school and there's no lava on the ground. Uh, but then you go to the gymnasium and there's like some places to learn how to jump and stuff. And then I entered the first level and I jumped into there. And suddenly I'm in an online lobby and there's a bunch of other people playing. And in previous, in like the mod game, everyone's collision would be turned off and you just have everyone running the game and there'd be a kill feed because everyone, it's a Counter Strike game. Right. Yeah. So if anybody dies, it would just say they died. Right. And in this game, they have the kill feed even though it wasn't. <laughs> this is, was in the game there's a kill feed and every single guy is killed by lava <laughs> like every single one is just killed by lava and you have like everyone's things jumping around they have voice chat they have what like the yeah hell? They have all, you have ghosts as well of people doing it and like it's insane. Oh, they even have, like, a, a setting for mouse wheel jump, which how you bunny hop is you bind a uh, jump to mouse wheel, uh, so you can just spam it when you're about to hit the ground so you don't have to do I, timing I as think well. even
1: in Overwatch that yeah, happens, that's like, Lucio it. players do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: I think there's even, like, bunny hopping in Overwatch. Uh, I think you, like, there's minor bunny hopping in Overwatch.
1: Yeah, well, I know that, like, for Lucio, if you, if you jump immediately after, mm. like... Subsequent wall rides, you oh, just yeah, keep yeah. getting speed.
2: Yeah, yeah, so that would make sense if they did the, the scroll wheel. Yeah, cuts, yeah. That's, that's taken from that. But yeah, it's just a setting in the menu. It's just scroll wheel jumping, and you can just toggle it. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, God, it was so. And it just blew my mind, and it immediately went, This game's awesome. And I just <laughs> like. I like. I meant to just turn it on and play it for like ten minutes. I ended up just sinking two hours into it. And wow. I, was, I can't wait to go back and play it. Actually, um, it was just. Well, what are you waiting for? Let's end this fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, hi- highly recommend Hot Lava. Clay keeps knocking it out of the park. They're they're really killing it. Love that. Love that stuff. Wait, is Clay? Yeah, it was Clay. I oh, completely yeah, yeah. fucking missed that. Yeah, yeah. I, I did mention it. Like it was the first yeah.
1: word that I said, so I
2: understand that you missed it. <laughs> oh, okay.
1: okay. <laughs> um... I'm consistently surprised by like uh, I'll hear about a game and then mm. somebody say. Like, oh, yeah, it's made by clay. And I go, what? Yeah.
2: Again? Yeah, they have so many different genres that they're making in now. They had, like... uh, They had Shank. They had Mark of the Ninja.
1: uh, They had Don't Starve. And Mm, then... uh, The most recent one that I discovered was Oxygen Not Included. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was... I didn't even know that was clay. Yeah, yeah. Until I looked into
2: it. Yeah, it's super cool. They're, They're doing a real good job. Yeah.
1: Uh, but cool, yeah those are, those are the games cool I studio play. representing the great white north yeah <laughs> yeah is okay I, I, I do have one question mm-hmm. uh is there anything in the kill feed other than lava that kills people i
2: haven't seen anything <laughs> like and that's what just blew my mind about it was this thing is legitimately just there so that it can feel like the mod that's great <laughs> like i was right when i saw it, i was like that's fucking hilarious Don't, and i didn't even yeah. realize there was voice chat until i was like halfway through a map and then some guy just goes Hey everyone what's going on and then like this inane conversation started just like in the mod because when you're like surfing in the mod everyone no one's talking about the game no one cares yeah. about the fucking surfing or the yeah, jumping yeah. everyone's just talking about bullshit and it just becomes a chat room
0: that's fantastic
1: <laughs> tf2 trading servers were a lot like that oh, too yeah, like yeah, there was yeah. real trading happening mm. uh, and some people are like fucking around like actually shooting each other mm. but there was also just a lot of like just com- just like mundane conversation, yeah, yeah. just people hanging out <laughs> yeah i kind of missed (laughs) that yeah well i I mean it seems to be alive and well in hot lava which is cool uh which i did not expect that to be if if, if you're looking for that kind of experience in (laughs) yeah yeah. in a video game then then go check out hot lava i
2: haven't reached the surfing levels in it yet but there was a hidden secret in the first level that required you to surf even though they haven't introduced surfing to me yet uh and it looks like they just like cranked up the speed no- like nozzle whenever you fucking surf because i got on the surf thing and, it just went <laughs> and i was like i can't wait till i hit their surf level this it's just sounds so much funny fun. just, oh yeah it just great. sounds
1: fun the way you're just going hey with. if
2: you want to play just go on to tf2 and just go to their custom browser and just type in surf in the map um and you'll find like 70 servers of people still playing surf
1: maps uh it's all for has been a free. very very long time since i've launched tf2 yeah me too <laughs> yeah How about
2: you, Sandy? What have you been up to, game-wise?
0: I played a mobile game, Mm. but then I stopped playing it because there were too many ads. That's what happens. I forget what it's called. I could look it up. My phone's right there. But it's like like either Mask of the Tombs or the Tombs of the Mask. Fuck, I'll look it up.
1: I was going to say, we can look this up right now. Can you you explain it while you're talking? Tombs of the Mask. It's
0: like you swipe and you hit your little character, like 8-bit character, up against a wall. Right. And then you swipe from there. It's right. Tombs of the Mask.
2: So is it like a wall jumping game? Like you no, it's not.
0: Things. It's not wall jumping. It's oh, it's okay. a two D. Like I guess it's top down. Right. Um. Uh, it's Tomb of the Mask. Okay, is what it's called.
1: Uh, Ooh, so yeah. that's neat. Uh, and it's eight bit. Oh shit. Ooh. They.
0: W- what I noticed first was when the the game boots up. Mm-hmm. There's a separate company. That did monetization for it, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh no. boy, developers oh, need to no. make money, man. Yeah, yeah, no, no. no. <laughs> I mean, if this game is didn't hook me enough for me to buy it. Mm. Otherwise, like, I like the art style, I like the the speed of it. Right. It's it's kind of a puzzle game. You know, you uh, swipe up and down, and your character hits a wall. And then, let's say you swipe up, your character will hit the wall above. And then it stops, mm. and then you swipe right; it'll hit the wall on the right. It's that kind of physics. Mm. Um, so I it's really, simple.
1: I really like the look of this game.
2: Yeah, yeah, I saw it when he booted it up. It looked kind of crazy.
0: Yeah, that's why. That's why I downloaded it. Um, shit! Yeah, this looks so good. It Holy looks shit. really nice. It it's kind of got that Super Meat Boy feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Um, it feels like a cross dude. This between... game looks so cool. Fuck. <laughs> it
1: looks yeah, like a cross between Super Meat Boy and Downwell.
2: Yeah. Right, and like one thousand one spikes as well. Actually, yeah, right. A very simple. Yeah. Speaking of spikes. which,
0: it does have spikes. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that yeah, you yeah. can hit on the wall, and they pop up sometimes when you pass through them. <laughs> um, and you collect coins and stuff. It's it's a pretty simple concept, but I'm sure the levels will get more complex as I go on. But there's so many ads. It's like ev- everything you do, you can you can uh, bypass by watching a video that you can't. <laughs> quit out of because usually on iphone ads mm-hmm. you can just spam one of the corners and what the what the maker of the ad has done is basically hide the close button oh but it's still there you can't see it but it's still there I And mean, if you keep spamming one of the corners either the top right or the top left you can eventually close the ad can you pay to remove the ads yes you can and that there's works. a subscription oh uh so mm-hmm. you pay every month that's like hey, there's not a one-time thing. damn it that is the shittiest monetization scheme Yeah, for so a small oh, game I kind of like regret naming the game now. Uh, because now we're like completely trashing. It's a good game. The developers did a good job with it. The, the aesthetics cool, the speed is cool, the animations really cool. Mm. The sound design's great. Uh it's just the monetization. Yeah. Is so uh typical I guess it's new
2: I mean I haven't heard of that before yeah Yeah,
0: it's like for a diamond membership you can you know whatever Um, and you know that's it's crazy that's unfortunate because
2: there was a there's a game that I played on mobile a while back that uh crap what the what was it called um oh dandy dungeon Uh, Dandy. it's called Dandy Dungeon it's a very Japanese game but it had like all the free to play markers for Mm. monetization like an energy bar and all that stuff but there was just like a duck you could buy in the store for $10 and it was just like make the game into a normal game Uh, (laughs) and it like you buy the duck and the duck's like this energy duck who always fills you with energy so you don't have to deal with the energy system anymore and it just becomes a normal fucking Uh, game Uh, and I I bought that
1: immediately after I realized the game was really good and I was like sweet thanks developers if I I ever <laughs> if, if God forbid I ever make a mobile game mm-hmm. and then have to outsource the monetization to a separate company, oh yeah, uh, I'm going to make sure somehow that the way you remove ads or, or anything like that mm-hmm. uh, is to buy a specific item and the description of it just says "Make it a fucking game." <laughs> <laughs> I get a fucking yeah. just normal make it a game. normal game. Normal game time. Yeah. And it <laughs> costs like a buck. I don't know.
0: <laughs> a lot of the times I'll just because these a lot of these ads are interactive and they're ads for other games. Mm. I'll just start playing the ad. Wait, what? They're playable ads? Yeah, they're like oh, interactive. Crazy, so you move Jeez. stuff. I mean it's a rudimentary version of whatever game they're advertising. Mm.
1: And, oh, I've uh, seen those before. Like the yeah. word puzzle yeah, the games the word puzzle
0: games and a lot of like sims type games where you're renovating a house mm-hmm. or stuff like that which at that point just renovate your fucking house right?
2: <laughs> there's actually so many house renovating games out there now yeah there it's are it's
1: insane that reminds me There. That, that just reminded me there is a legitimate I say legitimate because it's not mobile like that's that's a bad phrase well, no. there are legitimate games on mobile yeah yeah, yeah there are there. Uh, this. This is a. Okay. Uh, this is not a mobile game. Okay. Uh, it is a small indie game. Uh. I wish I remember the name of it. I'll try to find it if I can. But it's a small puzzle game based on feng shui. Uh, which mm. I was oh
2: of yeah, I know that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has like a like an IKEA type uh art style to I think it, or so. is it like I
1: don't know. I might be thinking of a different game. I, I saw a glimpse of it. Was like that's cool, and then mm. for some reason forgot or just didn't bookmark it. Yeah, uh. Man. But I, I should go back and find that because it looked right. interesting. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's just a shame. That game looks cool. Yeah, it but does. Just kind of has the same pitfalls that a lot of mobile. Yeah. I already do. installed it. Pitfalls play are it great. When I'm it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really play mobile games anymore. Like mainly for that, that yeah. reason. Mm. I just yeah, I mainly just listen to music. Yeah. I, I used to have a lot of mm-hmm. mobile games. Yeah, back when I had uh, <laughs> back when that was like super novel, mm, or like yeah. or like the days mm. of the the iPod Touch. Yeah. yeah, having one of those and and the fir- the first time I ever. Um, held not an iPhone but uh, it it would have been an iPod Touch Mm -hmm. first time was uh, I was really young I must have been like around age 13 maybe Mm -hmm. a bit older Uh, we used to be in a band I was in a cover band and our our guitarist at the time uh, had an iPod Touch and we were hanging out like backstage for some performance Mm -hmm. and uh, and he's like hey you want to look at this and this is the first time I'd ever held or used used one of these Mm -hmm. before and I was like what you're telling me, you can play games on this. This is a phone, but you can play games on it. I mm. say, Yeah, check this out. And I, I think he had like Doodle Jump or something, yeah, yeah. Or, or Pocket God, right? Yeah, yeah, and I was like, This is incredible. And he said, Oh, yeah, we'll watch this. And he opened the Zippo lighter. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> it's like holy oh, yeah. shit apps have changed so much yeah. this is incredible i i had a motorola flip phone <laughs> <laughs> at that point in time or everyone had that like the skateboarding game oh yeah 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 and yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah
0: and Fuck. i was like damn i, I wanted to kick kickflip yeah that thing was so cool actually <laughs> yeah. shit
2: I remember so, I got like a knockoff fucking touchscreen phone called the Samsung Instinct mm. and I got like Dig Dug on it and like, <laughs> I was just like, hell yeah, I just got really good at Dig Dug.
0: <laughs> I had an old Sony Ericsson business phone that yeah. my dad just gave to me um, and it, it had like a like a resistive touchscreen so mm-hmm. there's no multi-touch, but it had a full QWERTY keyboard where the keys were, they doubled up on the letters so each key was two letters and it rocked back and forth. Oh. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, so... And I had uh, a Dreamcast emulator on it, and I played some Sonic games on it. Oh, yeah. It was great. That's cool. I remember on
2: on my phone, it was when they were still trying to figure out the UX of phones and how Mm -hmm. it should, like, function. And my one... Like, they were like, we have a haptic engine in here. We can make a rumble when things happen. Let's do it for fucking everything. Oh, no! So you, like, would scroll the screen, and there would be, like, a bunch of list items, <laughs> right? And when it hit the bottom, you'd see all the things, like, like knock into one another, yeah, yeah, and it would yeah. go, like... <laughs> 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 and it felt like you were this god, like, yeah, yeah. moving all these huge stone tablets on your phone. I mean, so honestly, <laughs> why not just have more of that? <laughs> <in moderate laughs> yeah. phone but you I, it was just, like, I would, I would be doing that, I'd be like, it's just
0: draining my battery for no fucking yeah.
3: reason. <laughs>
2: I think the new iPhones
0: do that now. With, oh, like, really? But their touches the The vibration is really subtle. Oh, okay. So it yeah. doesn't sap too much battery, I don't I think. think. But that this one was just, like, insane. Yeah, it and like, it would ch- slow
2: ch- down... Ch- the animation of all the things knocking <laughs> into one another would actually slow down the phone because it just wasn't that oh. powerful. It was
1: so funny. Like oh. the animation would get choppy? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I, just, I, I just had an idea. I kind of want to make a mobile game where... I don't know what it would be about, but it would be uncompromising in the way that a bennett foddy game is Mm -hmm. uh and yeah basically everything you do in the game there is an obnoxious rumble feature for absolutely everything you're just your phone is vibrating constantly and and then dies within five minutes (laughs) anyways you can get bennett
2: foddy's getting over it on android and iphone devices that's true you can (laughs) you can do
1: that and also yeah
2: that's that's been
1: an iphone and android for a while
2: Oh but a game that's similar to that but not on phones, but it's like an uh, an aggressively um, uh, like abrasive game. To a scary degree, is uh, I forget what it's called, but I'm sure you look it up. if You just like Google the description that I'm about to give. But it's Space Invaders, but all the enemies are a file on your computer, and when you kill it, it deletes that file. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> and so it's made as an experimental game, and it's it literally indexes every file on your computer, <laughs> and then it can you the first enemy you can kill can be like System 32.
1: <laughs> it just like deletes it, That's and it's funny. And I, I think there's
2: a video online of someone. Who screen captured their computer while they did it. Wow. And it's like crazy because the computer just starts breaking down as you're playing the game. Right? And like the only way to win the game, kind of, is if the first enemy you kill is the exe of the game. Wow. <laughs> right.
1: uh, but yeah, that was a crazy ass fucking game. I think I need I to play about. this game. But here's, here's You need a you need a computer you don't care about anymore. I think that's right? what I would do is I would I would stream this game and I would I would get like a burner laptop yeah, yeah. that I don't care about mm-hmm. and uh, it would still suck because as soon as you mess something up like well stream's over guys mm-hmm. that was a fun game to look you at
2: one playthrough of it and that's it, yeah, but or it like, yeah,
0: or like the developers set an insane requirement for the GPU for no reason you need a 1080Ti <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, oh. need to,
2: you need to ruin your really <laughs> good yeah, computer
1: you need an i7 like 8750 or whatever the new one is every time that you, you fail uh, it overclocks your GPU to a dangerous amount yeah. and your hardware dies <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. But
0: actually, it's just mining Bitcoin with your GPU.
1: I I will link this game in the show notes, but I recommend you don't play it. Yeah, don't yeah. play it. Yeah. Unless, unless you have a laptop kicking around yeah. or, or some some like computer you're not doing anything with, mm-hmm. then try it. Don't try this on your... You're yeah, your no liability computer. for you playing <laughs> we, this game. <laughs> Quizzical Pixel and its and its subsidiaries do not accept any responsibility <laughs> for you destroying your computer. Exactly, that's legally binding, folks. <laughs> legally binding. Are <laughs> <laughs> unbinding? We're not bound. You are now bound to law. <laughs> 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 you are bound to responsibility over your own computer, not us. That's how that works. Wow. Well. Video games happen this week. Yeah, they yeah.
2: just keep happening. They just keep happening.
1: I think that brings us to our, our our now recurring segment of the podcast. Oh fuck, we forgot to get the the intro music for this. What? Oh, yeah, well, we I guess I can add, add, it yeah, yeah. add it in post. I'll add it in post. Since Andy, I don't have a question. <laughs> oh god, ow! <laughs> no, no, sorry. <laughs> we can cut this bit. <laughs> this mic is very sensitive. No, don't cut it. Compress it. <laughs> <laughs> so- no wait okay <laughs> shit um real real quick uh before we get into it we'll we'll leave some dead air for the theme song that i'll insert later okay. sandy when when how old were you when you made this song oh, oh
2: i forgot you made yeah. i don't know
0: i don't know it was quite a few years ago like six years ago or seven years ago when i got well 2011 so you preemptively yeah, made a song yeah. for the podcast segment that you yeah. knew would happen it was seven years ago i was i was ahead of the curve Mm -hmm. I got a, a copy of logic pro and fucked around with the synth and step sequencer in it and came up with this. Wow, and, that then that you was end, crazy. and then you end with yeet, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, and then you end with yeet oh end.
0: no 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 that's your thing no
1: yeah you, you, but you did it last time yeah that's true yeet. but that's only because it was your thing okay well I'm gonna play it a second time and then we'll no <laughs> I don't wanna yeet
0: alright so we're doing it again do not yeet <laughs> when I don't <laughs> do not make me yeet it's sir. playing a
1: third time
0: set <laughs> do not make me yeet I'm just just
2: edit it in right before he said yeet right there And then, then we're good <laughs> Just do not make yeet, me God. say and then cut Play the song and then <laughs> have him say You don't yeet.
0: realize after this podcast I'll be typecast As the guy who, the, the one who yeets I mean, I've, are you saying you're not that man?
1: No <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the yeeter I, It's better than being the dabber At least D- yeah, Well yeah, me. but, but I'm, not, I'm not the
0: dabber either
1: None of us I'm are dab the, the dabbers I've never dabbed in my life I've dabbed 17 have done times.
0: What's like a word that you think is not the connotation of it as off? The, is that the question? Yeah, that's the that's question. Okay. What's a word that I think Or I'm a couple on? of words.
2: That, okay, do you mean like this word doesn't sound like what it means? Okay, here.
0: I I don't think the word naughty should relate to sexual uh, oh, activities. Okay. Um, yeah, because yeah. when I think of naughty, I think of y- y little Jacob Jorgensen. You could
1: say the same about <laughs> d- dirty. I'll get to that. <laughs> because That's part two. Right. Because it's Naughty is like a little
0: Jacob Jorgensen is a little boy. He's in he's a Norwegian young boy mm. and he goes to grade six and he has a little light blue school uniform and he sits beside uh, this girl that he likes mm. and he sometimes pulls her hair mm. and then the teacher says, you're a naughty kid, mm. Jacob. And then his eyes, uh, his cheeks go really red, mm-hmm. and it's especially noticeable because of how fucking pale Norwegian people are. Right. Um, that's a naughty kid. <laughs> when I when I when I think of naughty, I don't think of you know like the these girls on Tinder will be like naughty, mm. and all they're talking about is fucking and sucking. Yeah. It's like Fuck. no. I know. Yeah, it's just... Jacob Jorgensen is naughty. You're not naughty, Alina. Think 22, about Jacob Jorgensen. Fifty miles away. <laughs> Into threesomes, naughty girl.
1: You set your range that high? What? That distance? <laughs> 50, 50 kilometers?
0: Just for fun, sometimes. Fair enough.
1: <laughs> so, I'm yeah, just and, to think
0: and of what words dirty are is out. the same thing. It's like, you don't want dirt anywhere near you when you're having sex.
2: That's true. But, dude, okay, so, okay, if we take these two words out of the lexicon, right, what the hell are hip-hop singers going to sing about, right? Like, how are you going to... Sexy? Like,
1: then you're just going to say sexy 18,000 times but here's, here's, normally, the, here's the right? problem is that as as confusing and as weird as as indicative as indicative, indicative? indicative? indicative. Indi- as indicative as it is of how strange and nonsensical the English language is I think removing any, or, or changing any words and removing like those strange associations uh, means that you also like limit a lot of the creativity that comes out of the English language
0: for sure 100% I don't disagree at all but the thing is It's weird when (laughs) naughty. Like I grew up thinking of myself as a naughty young boy, Mm. (laughs) and then all of a sudden, it's all
1: about fucking and sucking. (laughs) Found myself in this world.
2: (laughs) That's what it means. So, so I have an I have a non-original thought about this uh, question, um, and it's (sighs) non-original. Well, then you
0: don't have it technically.
2: You're right. I'm going to parrot a non-original thought about this very (laughs) this very problem. This very crisis that uh is currently affecting it is a crisis
0: befallen me yes
2: um and it is around the word thirsty Uh, (laughs) yes yes yes. okay so the word thirsty has bridged a gap where now when you're in like casual conversation with someone like in a regular time right you just be hanging out like man it's hot out. i'm thirsty right and then the person will look at you and they're like dude what
0: you want to get into some fucking seconds and then you have
2: to go like no i'm like I'm like thirsty. I need water, right? And it's like,
0: next thing you know, water is code for pussy or something. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. exactly. It's like, at what point are we? You people we, are disgusting. We're gonna, have, <laughs> we're, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to fucking like have a a an entire conversation after we finished our conversation mm-hmm. to just outline what all of our words meant because they all have crazy double meanings
0: yeah.
1: that are like. And we need to go through so each far. like every permutation, yeah, exactly, especially yeah. in
0: the age of meme, where I can't even point out that something has a single letter E" on something without Logan going, "Oh my God, the memes have become real."
2: yeah, well, that's your fault. you've birthed this. Monster. did that happen on the way here?
0: Yes, yeah. it did because uh there's a sign near where we're recording this that kept losing letters <laughs> and oh the last God. letter I saw on it was an E. <laughs> Yeah, so 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 I made the remark that the the meme has entered the real world. Um,
1: I just like to mention that every time I laugh really loud, I purposely like move away from the mic so it's not loud. But somehow still, it's still, still loud clips yeah, yeah, so dude.
0: much. You have lungs of steel. What I are you guess. fucking Rob Halford of Iron Maiden? I've been doing a lot of fucking. And fucking. <laughs> you you naughty boy. This podcast changed into something strange. <laughs> well, you asked me to ask a question it's on true. spot, yeah, yeah. and, and I, I didn't have one. Sure.
2: Okay, look. We—it's not our fault that you didn't prepare.
1: Well, you didn't. Give I have me a th-
2: lexicon of
1: games in my had, brain to talk. about. He was about too it. busy looking at girls within fifty kilometers. <laughs> yeah. I had twenty-five podcasts prepared for the last question <laughs> I asked, and only one for this one. I like, thought you meant just, you have twenty-five other podcasts. I don't yeah, have that's time. That's a question.
2: <laughs> my time is valuable.
3: Yeah,
0: <laughs>
1: yeah it's like filthy. Okay, well, two things I'll say. One is that, <laughs> first of all, I don't think thirsty... Like, you can still say, like, I'm thirsty, I'm going to get a drink. I don't feel like that... I feel like that doesn't carry that connotation. I think you should use the word parched. That's what I do. I say I'm I'm feeling parched, and I get yeah. a glass of drinking water. I of, say of, I want to drink some liquid. Yes. I but wish... then liquid. Yeah, that's part of the joke.
0: What liquid? Yeah. Okay. Sorry.
2: <laughs> Wet. Wet.
0: Wet. Wet. Yeah. Moist. 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 Moist is in debate right Moist now. What it? Moist.
2: Wetness is the essence of moistness, and moistness is the essence of beauty. Is it? It's a Zoolander <laughs> quote. Don't worry oh. about okay. <laughs> It's because the, the Merman uh, poster came out recently, and someone edited it to have that quote
1: on it <laughs> You mean Aquaman? <laughs> Aquaman, that's it. Merman. That's it. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to think of a, a, a word that that carries that and that isn't related to sex, isn't related to You're sex. Sucking and fucking. I don't know. I don't think about the English language that often in a, in a in a meta way, I guess. I
0: guess because it's my second language I kind of think about it. Fair. That's yeah. a good point.
2: Yeah. And I think about like when I think about language I think more about like conversation and like how people like Form their sentences rather mm-hmm. than like word, like individual word choice, but not necessarily the evolution of words. Yeah, right. Yeah, not not on that level of detail. I guess. Yeah. Or it's
0: or that resolution. Yeah. Of, but granted, I, I yeah. did
2: read like a uh, small essay about the word thirsty. <laughs> that just like that like basically boiled down to the thought i just told you <laughs> was
0: this a comment on reddit
2: no it was a it was thing, i think it was essays. by tim rogers actually who's like a, a journalist slash like a novelist unpublished novelist but writes giant like essays
1: <laughs> they're very long i think it would have yeah. been great if you if you brought up tim rogers uh, then continue to bring him up on every subsequent podcast without ever explaining who he is. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it'd be People very can fitting. Google
2: him; they'll find he works at Kotaku now. He's That's like, true. yeah, he makes videos, watches videos. He's not that
1: obscure. Yeah, I, he's yeah. I mean, his humor is kind of obscure. His humor like, is very obscure. <laughs> <laughs> like watching, like I, I watched a few of his recent videos and I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, his sense of humor is yeah. It's like I I I like him a lot as uh like his his strange like eccentric personality i, I still uh, admire a lot and like the work he has done mm-hmm. his sense of humor is very different from yeah, mine super strange it's kind yeah. of out there yeah.
2: yeah read some tim rogers stuff Re- like go up to his uh hidden website uh large dot which he doesn't oh, advertise I anywhere i forgot that's what his website's <laughs> called uh but yeah. yeah go there read some essays about his childhood and feel oddly intimate while reading them and it's weird uh and just get
1: thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> just get real thirsty. Let's, let's thirsty. get naughty in here. Yeah. Can I propose a, a second amending question? To, well, not amending. It's not related at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A, a second Matt, question, Matt
2: second asks, asks a question. Matt asks a question. When Cue theme
1: song. Yeet. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I only asked this because it was hard to come up with answers for the last one. <laughs> uh... Okay. Here's my question, and maybe maybe it's a little cliche. Not really.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If you had a single year to live, 365 days from this point onward, what would you do with your time? How would you spend the the remainder of your 365 days? Lamenting the fact I'll
2: never be able to play Elder Scrolls <laughs> Six. Fuck. I would just live in sadness and
0: probably manage to get some make-a-wish type of thing and play at least a couple hours of it. Todd Howard doesn't care about me. You know, he just cares I, about those mountains and the fact yeah. that you can read. I emails Todd them. Howard every day <laughs> <laughs>
1: asking him to send me
2: Elder Scrolls
1: 6. <laughs> I feel like the He's audience never replied. <laughs> the sad thing is I feel like the audience for Elder Scrolls is big enough that there may be somebody yeah, out here who does yeah. that. it's because yeah. I am that one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's getting emails in like terrible English like from an Indian guy. Mm-hmm. Trying to make sexual advances on Facebook. Have Jeez. you seen those? <laughs> no. Those are good. You should look them up. It's, it's terrible English. It's funny. I think I have seen this before. Actually, Th- those are naughty messages.
1: I saw. I saw one where some guy <laughs> went, "Fuck! I, I need to link and I need to find the video for this and remember what the context was." But I remember one of the messages was, "Put your ass in my asshole." Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> dude, <laughs> what? <laughs> that's all I remember from that video I'm into put that put your ass in my asshole put your ass
0: in my asshole is this a sequel to find the butthole
1: it's not oh. this is a standalone <laughs> it's an expansion package. yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, expansion yeah that's a good word to, expanded to put right beside ex- asshole
1: god man this... expanded universe let's call it um wow sixty-five.
0: This, this is guys this is this is getting pretty lewd
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's getting wet. It's getting thirsty. It's getting moist.
2: All right. Yeah. So the 365 days. Why is it always a death question? Why do we have to talk about death so I think,
0: much? I feel like I don't, I, I don't, don't, don't want I don't don't the know. responsibility of asking a question every week. It should just be maybe one we all of us because ask maybe def- maybe because maybe death because death gives life meaning. We'll we'll
1: rotate. Yeah. It gives, because, it gives I, weight I know, to your I actions. think wait, maybe
2: we just have a questions round where we all just ask yeah, each other questions. Okay. Right. Where each of us brings one question. It can be about anything. Right, workshop in the podcast here live. Yeah, <laughs> okay. So yeah, we have to answer this question. Uh, the first Elder Scroll sadness, right? Okay. And I have to continue emailing Todd Howard, Howard. every day, right? Um, and what else would I do? Hmm.
0: 365
2: days. I don't know. I feel like I feel like even though I feel like I just like try really hard to like make something that will that i can use the buzz marketing of i'm gonna die in a year to just really make it pop <laughs> mm-hmm. right get a lot of people on so my Kickstarter get some eyes right? on this like yeah I, i'd be like i am going to die in a year i know because jesus told me right uh and he's awful because he's gonna kill me why would you do this to me jesus uh, <laughs> please buy my pixel arc roguelite uh, made an rpg maker made an rpg maker <laughs> uh i need like you know i don't even need that much kickstarter money just like tell people about it and yeah. then i'll name it logan <laughs> presents the pixel art roguelite you always wanted that's the name of the game
0: <laughs> logan <laughs> presents the last game he ever made
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh there's actually a phenomenal gdc talk called the last game i had ever made uh or like the last game i make while i'm alive about a, the guys who made uh Crashlands. Because uh, apparently the lead designer of Crashlands had, like, a, a cancer diagnosis oh, when geez. he was making the game. And then he went into remission and, like, got rid of the cancer. And then it came back. And then it went away. And then it came back again. Jeez. And then it went away again. And he does this GDC talk about it. And it's, like, I was just, like, crying at work
1: <laughs> listening to
2: this GDC talk. It's, like, the most emotionally impactful story about game design. That he, like, he inter- he like talks about, oh, how he was in the hospital. And it's, like... His, his girlfriend then turned wife while the development was happening and he goes and then I was cancer free and then he goes into like nitty gritty about balancing the game and figuring out how to make their online systems work and all the marketing they're doing and he goes and then the cancer came back and it gets into this like really emotionally intense cancer Jeez. part and then it goes away again and he's like and then we had to deal with launch problems and all these reviews came out and like <laughs> and then he has Q&A and he just answers a bunch of questions about design and like the technical issues they dealt with. It's like so it's like a
1: whiplash talk <laughs> yeah just like, uh, of, yeah
2: yeah highly recommend it anyways what would you do with your last 365 well, I, minutes? well i just
1: had an interesting thought which is like that makes me think of like if you had like such a limited time would you like dedicate so much of it to making something and like the act of creating something is is off or at least something that is like very worthwhile uh, is is often, like, a laborious task. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, it's It's not easy. Art and being creative is not an easy thing mm-hmm. most yeah. of the time. So, like, I guess then would you consider it even worth doing if you only have that amount of time to live?
2: Yeah, I think this is, like, a... I'm I'm giving, like, a very optimistic answer. Mm-hmm. I think if I was being realistic, I would probably be very sad for a while. And then I would probably go fuck it and, like, spend all of my money on running away to somewhere. Right? Yeah. I would probably just, like, go, I don't know, just wander around and not really care. I don't know, <clears throat> try and bum around Europe for a long time or try and wander through Siberia. I don't know. Uh, go on a year walk. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: crazy in our allegiance. But,
2: yeah, but my optimistic mind is like, no, I'll make this great artistic masterpiece uh, mm-hmm. that'll i be remembered forever called uh, Logan ah. Presents The Roguelite You Always Wanted. Gotta stop saying your last name. because, Oh shit, yeah, I'm, so I fucking <laughs> forgot. <laughs> it's okay,
1: I'll put like a funny sound every time <laughs> you say it. <laughs> what do you want it to be? What sound should it be?
2: Uh...
1: Can you just play the entirety of Sandy's intro song? <laughs> Every time <I> say it. <laughs> I'll tell you what; I'll make that a separate video on the second channel,
2: sure. Or uh, you know, just uh, uh, edit in uh, Sandy saying "yeet" that one time,
1: but like slow it down and extend it out.
0: You're gonna have to find it because I'm not gonna <laughs> say it ever again.
1: It's not hard to find. I okay. just I just have to find the the end of. It was pretty much right at the end of the last podcast. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, just do that whenever I say my last name. Okay. Yeah. So, you would wander around for a while, maybe through some European countries. Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. What would you do, Sandy? Yeah, I... Also, for fuck's sake. <laughs> well, no. I,
0: I'm, I'm still thinking. I'll come up when I, I, I want to talk. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't like that the whole time. Uh
1: I know, but I notice it. I'm
0: sorry. I, I would just want you to be better. <laughs> I I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed. I would quit school, first of all. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. For yeah, sure. yeah, that's that's yeah. <laughs> of course. And uh I'd go swimming because I haven't been swimming in a while. Mm. Um You were at the beach. Yeah, but like <laughs> I d I didn't want to swim in public because I I'm insecure about my body. I get that, yeah. Uh,
1: everybody is
0: yeah that's true i bet ryan gosling isn't
2: ryan reynolds (laughs) either i bet ryan yeah all those fucking ryan if your name is ryan fuck you no this podcast ryan (laughs) actually wait no my like one of the co-workers work is named ryan i like him (laughs) but also fuck you
1: (laughs) does he listen to this podcast no (laughs) okay well fuck him then (laughs) yeah you should tell him to listen and then he'll get to this part yeah And then we'll get to say what we really feel yeah. about him. Ryan, <laughs> Person I've never met. Rat shit. Fuck Anyways. you, Ryan. I'm sure you're great. I've never met you before. Yeah, I'd go
0: swimming, but still in a private pool because my insecurity doesn't go away just because I'm dying. Right. Um, <laughs> I mean, it might.
2: You don't know.
1: <laughs> why, is, why is it such a sad thought? You asked the question about death. Yeah. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> yeah. That's true. We got to stop asking questions like this.
0: But I'm, I got to finish my answer, though. Yeah. But, um, but
1: but then the opposite is like we start asking questions like, "What is your favorite flavor of ice cream, man?" Damn it! I was gonna ask. <laughs> 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 uh Yeah.
0: And then I'd buy that log cabin. Oh yeah. That yeah. I wanted to retire in. That means I need to die for this to happen. Fuck. What do you mean? Because I
1: died last
0: night no. before this
1: happened. Remember? No! 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 no.
0: I'll just do it now.
1: Oh, it Instead of doing it at age, I, I have to die at a Death Grips concert as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: No, no, no. I, yeah, I'll go to a log cabin. Yeah, and I'll. I don't know. I want to get married, dude.
2: Oh, that's gonna be hard. Yeah, that's gonna be hard. Mm, but I'm. Yeah. You know, it's gonna be really yeah, hard. Yeah, so I like, got hookups. That's but like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, I'll just I'll just say I want to get married, and then in a month I'll get married.
1: Holy shit! Holy shit! <laughs> so why am I spending my time on Tinder? <laughs> exactly, fifty <laughs> miles—that's a long way. Yeah. Um,
0: oh my god. No, but that's because I'm trying to find a real connection on Tinder. Oh, I don't—I that... don't have Tinder, by the way. Please, disclaimer.
1: <laughs> Is everybody listening? Calm
0: down. You're not yeah. gonna find
1: Sandy on Tinder. Yeah. Don't get your no hopes matter out. how
0: hard you try, you're not gonna find me. Yeah, so I'd probably get married. Just go through that charade, you know? Right. <laughs> um, I don't know what else I'd do. Uh, lock cabin. I'd probably try to go hunting at least once. And What would you hunt? Whatever I can find near the lock cabin. <laughs> you know? Whatever's out there. Carapoo? Elk? Squirrel! <laughs> I think that's the Well, no, something, something that's bigger than me. that will provide meat. for the the remaining year that's my one hunt wow that's ambitious yeah Yeah. what else uh do that and then yeah play guitar a lot um maybe try painting something i think i'd leave one painting behind just whatever i feel like and maybe some poetry that i'd write Mm.
2: yeah i'd probably write poetry because I feel like I'd write insufferable poetry that I would force people to read because I'm dying.
0: Oh, right. no. I'd, I'd write romantic poetry. Oh. Like love poetry.
2: I'd write insufferable romantic poetry. But it'd be,
1: would it be like tragic romantic poetry? No. Like, all love, all mess, it's yeah. like love, but I'm going to die in a year. No, yeah. no, no, no. It's like love, but the love gives
0: me hope before I die. Okay. You know? Love's a strong force, man. Once you feel it.
2: So that leads to my And question. then I jack off a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't answer the question. What? I didn't answer question. Yeah, but you asked the question. Oh, I'm yeah, not allowed to, answer to answer no, 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 you, you can. You question. can. Okay. Yeah. Oh. We're, we're establishing the segment, Segment. so you can just make the I didn't
1: have decisions. much to an answer. Excellent. What, that was it? <laughs> well, I was going to say... <laughs> I would stare at a wall for a year. <laughs> <laughs> for, for me, and I, I, think, I, I feel like a lot of people would be this way. I mean, like you said to yourself, you would drop out of school. Yeah. Um, if you were working right now, you would also probably yeah. stop working. Yeah. Uh, I think my my day-to-day priorities or like my I guess I guess desire like any material desires that I currently have I think would would fall away pretty quickly i mm-hmm. would I would stop focusing so much on on Material goals or or things that I want, and instead focus a lot on experiences that I yeah, want to have. Right. So this is how you end up at that Death Grips concert yeah. on like seven yeah. tabs of acid.
2: You're just like, this is the experience. This is the experience doing. that and I you want. just and yeah. you're like, this is a concert that's happening during a meteor shower, and I need to be there.
1: Yeah. That, so that's the first thing that would, that would probably happen. The second would be, yeah, I would pretty much just uh, not do anything because like a lot of things we we do in the present are things leading up to, to things that are going to happen in the future, obviously. Mm. That's why we have jobs is to make money, mm-hmm. which money is then invested into yeah. uh, various aspects of, of all our lives. Mm. Um, same thing with school. where yeah. We're going to schools so that we can get a degree, and that feeds into like other future endeavors that mm-hmm. we might have. Mm-hmm. Um, if I only have a year to live, I would say, fuck all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to even bother. Right. Uh, I would just focus on very uh, in-the-moment, short Term things, hmm. um, and I wish I had some specific things to, to to list. Probably concerts. I'd probably go to a lot of concerts. Would you skydive? Maybe. I'd be down for it. I'm not like skydiving is one of those things where I'm I'm not going to say I wouldn't do it. Like I'm not opposed to it, but I'm also not head over heels to hmm. try it. Because like at that point, like I'm wondering, okay, so
2: you're gonna die? Anyway. <laughs> I feel do you I f- <laughs> do dangerous things with the thought that oh man, then my year gets cut short if I die. Right. Or do you think, oh, well, that's not as much to lose anymore.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Probably the latter, because, uh, yeah, it sucked to lose that remainder of time, but a year is not very long. Yeah. Which is the unfortunate fact, I guess. Yeah, I wonder how, how it would
2: affect your perception of time right because there's like that idea that like time as a kid feels really long because it's the percentage of your life right feel right like would you knowing that you only have a year left change how you're perceiving time like just on a fundamental level right or would you be stuck in denial so much saying like no i've still got a whole year even when you're at the six month mark or something
1: i almost feel like you'd be hardwired to continue perceiving time as you normally would yeah yeah I feel like I feel like that that fundamental. It almost feels like a fundamental part of yeah. who I, you are. I feel in like some your, ways.
0: your baseline adrenaline will be so so much higher, knowing like your biology will kick in, and mm. you know you're gonna die, mm. and it's that circuit where you know food like the same circuit that will tell you the food's not gonna be available soon, so you eat all the food you can find mm. right at that second. Right. So. I I almost feel like time will go slower because you'll just be that much sharper. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because your survival kicks in. Yeah, yeah. sounds like that much more aware of the time you're spending. But then the sleep, the REM sleep, and the dreams. Oh man, that'd be amazing. You don't. You wouldn't even need ayahuasca.
2: (laughs) You take it anyways because you've only got a year to live.
0: No, your pineal (laughs) gland will just start
1: generating DMT. I, think I, would just, I listen to a lot of Joe Rogan questions. I would just try to it shows because I try I, I'm, I'm <laughs> trying not to give as like I'm trying not to give a broader like generic answer to this question mm-hmm. um, I'd probably just do like a lot of things that I've I've wanted to do like a lot of like weird eccentric things I like, could probably do like I've wanted to learn archery for a while I'd do that yeah. probably
0: we could do that together sure go hunting hell yeah live stream
1: it live stream <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> if we get reception wherever we uh, decide to do it uh i'll probably what else do i want to do um i don't know i'd want to learn how to do some weird shit would you i was keep, gonna would, would you keep working out i think i i would keep working out you're but i'm an I, insane person
2: I, yeah <laughs> i think i would you're a fucking
1: insane person i would keep working out but i wouldn't be as strict when it comes to like the food i eat and things like mm. that because i know like like i'd want to stay relatively healthy but i also would know how many hours i'm gonna Jim die B's a like a week or every time I go, like a week, uh, at the gym, like six hours total, six hours, and then I go for a run twice a week, six times fifty-two. Oh, you're mad. At, you're doing yeah. The
2: like how many hours? Like your last year, yeah. you're spending. You're spending fucking like three hundred hours. I would
1: work out less just don't work out you've got a year
2: yeah but like, how but, fast do your muscles I, I, atrophy
1: <laughs> it's it's not even that it's just like if you don't take care of yourself if you don't exercise you will just feel worse just run around yeah. I know that if I stop working out right now uh, I would just feel like kind of shitty yeah I know the feeling so I want to keep feeling well, alright <laughs> 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 yeah it doesn't even have to do yeah. with the muscle I Fair want enough, abs right. at least for
0: five days <laughs> in my life in my remaining life that's your creative
2: project
0: <laughs> no i just want to f- feel a xylophone on my body Fair. i want a
1: grade cheese on, and my, ch- on, my, on like my belly <laughs> yeah. unfortunately i think the quickest way to do that uh is also the least healthy which is to just starve yourself <laughs> which is what i'm
0: doing right now oh, yeah, it's not, not,
1: not. A, it's not a good idea but it is fast yeah <laughs> and but, a lot of cardio yeah like, high intensity. Like, you are going to be miserable for part of your remaining year, but you will probably get abs. Dude, sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that was a pretty holistic response to that question. Yeah. No, that was we, good. we covered we, all emotions. Yeah, we... covered all our bases. Yeah. yeah.
0: Did you have a question, Logan, or?
2: Okay. Uh, <laughs> let me think. Let me think. I was, I literally legitimately was going to ask as a joke What's everyone's favorite ice cream flavor? Oh. <laughs> but now dough. I can't
1: do that because you made the joke on my joke. The, I can't the answer is cookie dough. And you're allowed to have a different f- flavor that you prefer. Just know that you are wrong. <laughs> cookie dough is the only best flavor of ice It's okay. Cream.
2: You wanted to work out in your last year,
0: so your opinion on anything is valid. <laughs> <laughs> Orange, cardamom. Have you tried this? I haven't. Dude. you that sounds like a fucking gelato flavor. Yeah, it is gelato. Okay. <laughs> Why wouldn't you get gelato? You, you want the best ice cream,
1: and you can get good Mario ice makes cream. That's ice cream. not. I mean, Sucks. yes, gelato's good, but it's not. You know, regular ice cream is also very good. No, gelato. You're wrong, dude. What
0: was your question?
2: <laughs> okay, so my question uh, is, um, so in the in the fantastical future that we all imagine for ourselves, <laughs> um, <laughs> where we own property. Uh, or even just yes. some square footage of a thing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, just give me a box. Now, uh, a
0: U-Haul stores locker.
2: So you have you have uh, you have a choice of where you want to live. Uh, do you want to live in an urban area? Do you want to live in a suburban area, or do you want to live in a rural? I understand that Sandy wants to live in a rural area with the uh, with the the log cabin. Well, yeah, like what's the what's the motivation behind wanting to live in the type of civilization that you want to live in?
0: I think I want to live in a rural rural area at the tail end of my life. Okay, because. There's no hustle and bustle, but I I do love a city like New York, Mm. and I think I would spend my late 20s there. Right. I would want to, at least, in a city like that. Mm. Uh, Is the end of your life in your 30s, then? No, 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 no. (laughs) Um, I think uh, by that point, I would want a family. Right. So I'll be in the suburbs. Oh, okay. Um, And then... So you just, just slowly drift rubric. out. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think
1: I would. I think I would prefer the suburbs, no matter what, because I want to be close to the city and and where interesting new things generally happen. Mm-hmm. But I also don't. Well, I don't want to be right in the heart of the city Fair. Yeah. and have to deal with all the bullshit that, that brings. Not notwithstanding cost. Like, are we are yeah. we saying money's no object? Uh, I'm saying like
2: not money's no object. Just like where we, like money is an object and if you live in the urban center you probably live in an apartment right like a yeah. small apartment right like maybe a medium-sized apartment if you end up doing well professionally yeah and if you live in the suburb- suburbs you live in a slightly larger place and if you live in the rural area you live
1: probably on like an yeah. acreage or something mm-hmm. right um so. Th- that being said be- being that the market is still the way it is where we live mm-hmm. i am not opposed to the idea of just straight up moving to some rural part of alberta <laughs> no <laughs> just yeah for the fuck of it
2: yeah, I ask it because a, a few of my friends have, like, done the rural thing. They've just, like, yeah. moved out there, like, fuck the city, and mm-hmm. they found jobs uh, where they get paid a good amount of money, and they spend very little on where they're living. Which uh, is
1: which is awesome, except
2: that, like, what is there to do out there? Yeah, I mean, they, a lot of them are, like, hippie-like folks. <laughs> Fair or, enough. Like, See, I'm not uh, yeah. Yeah. Diff- um, Different
1: states of mind, I guess. Yeah,
2: But, yeah, I, I was thinking about that, and I, I was... I know one thing, I'm like, fuck the suburbs. I will burn the suburbs to the ground. Oh, really? I never want to live in a suburb when I'm living on my own. Really? Uh, even though that's looking like what I'm going to have to do. Um, but is uh, that? Because fuck the suburbs, man. It's a soulless husk of a town. Uh, it actually, how it, how it came up for me is like the suburbs, one, there's really bad suburbs where all the houses look the same, which there aren't a lot of those in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get those a lot when you go out to like, um, like, uh, Chilliwack or uh, uh yeah places up in like like lower central bc and stuff like mm-hmm. that uh or white rock has some places that are pretty pretty spooky yeah um and that play those those types of things when i see just rows upon rows of houses that look the same and people with their shitty little lawns and their little lives and i i, I look at that and i'm like i would i would kill myself in a year i would be like <laughs> i couldn't i would not be able to handle it no way in hell um and then uh I had this strange experience over the weekend where, uh, I was going for a hike with some friends, uh, up in, um, in North Van. Um, and, uh, I was like walking around the suburbs up there, um, listening to,
1: uh, Boards of Canada. Uh, so of Boards of Canada is like... Always, yeah. always comes back to Boards of Canada. Did we talk about Boards of Canada earlier? No, but I feel yeah. like this is not the first story you've told where you been listening to Boards. Fair, Canada. okay. Uh, you so listened yeah. to their whole discography after. Yeah, yeah. After together. a party
2: one time, because it was the only thing on my phone. That was a really good morning. <laughs> um, but they have a they have a they have an EP called um, called A Beautiful Place Out in the Country, uh, and it, the uh, the eponymous track was playing as I was kind of walking through these streets, um, and that EP has this like. It's a it's a lyricless EP. It's it's like a post-rock album kind of, but it's more like electronically tinged. Uh but I was walking around and that album is so it's so suburban and it's like in my mind it's like this condemnation of suburbia. Uh it has like these ways of taking the sounds of suburbia and twisting them into these really unsettling and uncomfortable things. Hmm. It has like one of its songs just has like this repeating loop of like a child laughing, but it's like really far away. And it like, as the song goes on, it gets distorted slightly as it, as it keeps playing. And it has like these long kind of synth chords that play over top of it. And like the eponymous track, a beautiful place in the country just has one lyric that it keeps repeating, which is, uh, uh, move out to a uh, to a religious community in a beautiful place out in the country and it just keeps repeating that, <laughs> that tone And I know that's more of like a rural idea like moving out into the country but it always kind of like resonated in me and like the place I live has like seven churches that are within like a 100 or like within a 10 kilometer radius of one another right uh, and it was such like a, a oppressive force growing up was just all these like religious families wandering around living their nuclear family lives uh and it always like terrified me i never wanted to be that mm. um so yeah i want to live in the city or maybe in rural but i feel like i'm similar to sandy in this is that like i really like the liveliness of the city i like being close to people and feeling somewhat authentic in my interactions with them i feel like suburbia breeds inauthenticity where you just kind of yeah
1: that's that's the thing is like i say i want to live in suburbia but it's mainly I, I guess maybe because it's a happy medium for me mm. and i think if i did that i would still want to spend a lot of time in the city like yeah. I, I wouldn't want to spend most of my time in suburbia i guess yeah. is what i would yeah i think that that's say. the best way to live in suburbia i
2: think that like i i'm doing a harsh condemnation of suburbia right now but i totally yeah. understand why it exists
1: uh and yeah there's... like like there are like definitely still problems with like mm. city living like mm-hmm. I, I totally agree that like I I love being uh in the middle of everything and and things are so lively mm. uh downtown. That's it's it's awesome. Like I just fucking like love wandering through the streets mm-hmm. downtown. It's mm-hmm. it's great. Uh but I just don't know if I'd want to live right in the heart of it. Fair. Yeah, L- yeah. At least not right now. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Yeah, yeah but cool
2: so there we go there's my question yeah excellent finally one that's not about death but still yeah i, I managed to make it kind of sad
1: yeah that was, that was a very like interesting and authentic answer yeah
0: question or answer
1: or uh answer to oh, from, the question from logan. yeah okay. yeah
0: yeah logan answering his own question okay. yeah i
2: know i'm i'm i'm, I'm egotistical i'm sorry <laughs> It was just something I'd been thinking about. And I was like, this would work as a question to ask other people. And then I realized people haven't been thinking about the answer to that question for a while. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. What about, like, a city, but it's not too busy, like Amsterdam?
2: Yeah, I could see that. Like, I, when I went to Amsterdam, it was a, a really pleasant experience. Mm-hmm. It's, like, super relaxed and very kind of... If you don't want the hustle and bustle of a city, you want Amsterdam. Or another similarly, like bike oriented city that's less (laughs) noisy like crazy and noisy all the time Mm -hmm.
1: um yeah that's uh, that's probably what i would ideally want and like i think that is a bit idealistic at least for like north american cities mm -hmm. uh but yeah like like being able to live in such a lively place without all of the unfortunate side effects that that often brings Mm -hmm. uh not the least of which would be you know like noise pollution pollution in general uh this other uh all this other baggage that comes with living right in the heart of a city
2: i just feel like more alive when i'm in a city like if i'm spending too much time away from people i feel so disconnected from society Mm -hmm. right uh like a city that like if i had to if i was able to pick a city to live in i'd live in like berlin when i went to berlin it was like the coolest city i'd ever been in and it was a city that seemed like you can grow old in it Mm -hmm. uh, and you can find your place in it right like it's such a diverse and like interesting city to live in with such a interesting history that has built this crazy culture yeah that's that's within it um yeah. it's similar to like new york i think new mm-hmm. york would be really i've never been to new york but from what i hear it's just this really interesting cultural yeah. stew fuck i um, really want to go to new york yeah, for that for I'll that reason yeah.
1: quizacast goes to new york coming soon <laughs> <laughs> we'll go kickstarter we need to fund our tickets yeah. there <laughs> we don't even have a camera we need to fund the camera, we too. We have phones. We need to fund literally all of the equipment. Just periscope. <laughs> yeah, periscope. We'll just thing. rent everything. Yeah. We need to raise $100,000 in order to uh, periscope yeah. our journey through New York.
2: Better <laughs> we get that Brazilian barbecue place to sponsor us.
0: Rio Steakhouse and Denman Street.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Alright, thank you for joining us. Uh, this brings us to uh, one final segment of the podcast, which will be brief. It is also where I will once again play uh, "Is it uh, Mind and Soul, Soul and Mind from uh, Getting Over It with Bennett Foddy. Uh, it will now play during this segment. <laughs> I've decided now. Uh, this is a segment I made up uh, pretty close to recording this podcast. It's called Leftovers. It's like Halloween in July. <laughs> it's, <like laughs> it's a little Halloween come early. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is Leftovers. Um, we're not going to spend too much time talking about the things that are brought up here, but basically, uh, whenever I, I find something online, be it news or, or just anything that I've stumbled across that directly relates to something we've mentioned on the previous episode, uh, I'll put it at the end of the podcast in, in this segment. Uh, so if you want uh you know to read or or look at some more interesting things that relate to things we talked about uh here you go you can do that i've got two things for this week two items on the menu uh so on and this is going to include episode 25 because Mm -hmm. uh because we didn't do a segment like this last week it's Uh, because the premiere of season two and Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So we talked about, at the end of uh, episode 25, we talked about cheating uh, and hacking in video games. uh, And I've got a interesting piece that uh, I found on Reddit uh, like five days ago. Uh, A player hacks the Splatoon 2 ranked leaderboards to spell out please add anti-cheat in an effort to call out Nintendo's lack of response to cheaters. And here I I have a picture uh, where every single entry on the leaderboard Spells a is a word spelling out that sentence. That's good. Uh, Yeah, he was subsequently banned, (laughs) but uh, it was really interesting. And he actually he put out like a statement about why he did it. Mm -hmm. uh, And oh god, now he probably thinks he's a martyr. (laughs) <laughs> oh geez <laughs> but yeah it was it was like like very like strangely genuine like this definitely came from a place of he loves this game uh, and wants it to be better right so he did this uh, and it was interesting it, it reminded me of the things we 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 mentioned mm-hmm. you know how uh, you know sometimes there are there are forms of cheating that aren't necessarily malicious or you know have all the negativity but Do you want to all them? these vigilante cheaters
2: trying to <laughs> ma- taking cheaters. their own justice within the game world i don't know it's a slippery slope i don't obviously. know
1: you 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 the listener can decide for yourself read this this post that I'll link uh so there's that whatever you decide, I agree with you. <laughs> And then the only other thing that I found uh, that was interesting was uh, this Mark Brown video, uh, who you may know, he has a YouTube channel called Game Maker's Toolkit.
2: Oh, is this the accessibility thing?
1: Yes. Hey, yeah, this thing's sick. It's a really cool video. I think he's making multiple videos. This yeah, did... yeah, it's like a yeah. new series. This, this is the first in a, yeah, it's the first in a series of YouTube videos he's making. If you don't know who Mark Brown is, look him up. Uh, he does a really interesting series called Game Maker's Toolkit, and he does a lot of other uh, really cool videos related to game design and development. Uh, and yeah, he put out a video, uh, a day or two ago, uh, called, uh, I don't have the exact title here, uh, but it's about making games better, uh, for, for this video specifically, it was people with auditory disabilities, so the hard of hearing, the deaf, making games more accessible, uh, and then subsequent videos I think will be focusing on, on other types of disabilities. Um, and yeah, just we were talking about the Xbox Adaptive Controller and and how cool that was so uh, if you want to watch a really interesting video about uh, um, the potential ways that accessibility could be improved in, in video games, then there you go. It's a, it's a really good watch.
2: Yeah, As like an addendum uh, I found out through this video uh, from some other like forums that uh, are game dev related. There's a website called gameaccessibilityguidelines.com that just kind of goes through a bunch of basic, intermediate, advanced, and the full list of ways you can make your games and other interactive media uh, accessible to a wide variety of people. Super cool if you're interested in that uh, or if you're a dev making a small game and you want to just mm-hmm. open up your potential audience
1: just that little bit
2: more yeah but yeah, it's super cool
1: yeah let's go check that out that's gonna do it for for leftovers that's gonna do it for the podcast thank you all for joining us uh, we'll talk to you I keep saying we'll talk to you we you, we will talk <laughs> at, at you, you uh, a couple of weeks from now uh, with more questions, uh, maybe not from Sandy, because no. apparently he can't be trusted to come up with questions. I'm sorry. <laughs> now we all have to bring up questions because
2: of Sandy's laziness.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I
1: had a question to be fair.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah. I had eight yeah. questions. Bring question. one. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. All right. I try to make it not about death, that's
1: hard. It is, yeah. It's it's rough being a millennial. Yeah, and I guess we'll also plug our Twitter because you said that would be a good idea to do. Yeah.
0: Does it have an underscore?
1: No. It At QuizzicalPixel, all one word. Dot com. If you do want that. me to tweets, if you want to hear some some. Bullshit from me, then there you go.
2: He will retweet anything you tweet at him.
3: <laughs> for,
2: for that is a promise. Weeks, yeah. This is
1: legally binding. Just tweet anything. Anything at him, he will retweet tweet it. Tweet yeah. anything at Quizzical Pixel, yeah. and I will. He will re... It's a bot. He has to. I regret saying that.
0: For the next two weeks. Yeah.
1: If he if he doesn't
2: retweet it, feel free to just spew vitriol at him for the next two weeks.
1: <laughs> Logan, please. <laughs> you can edit this out. <laughs> or or
0: you can submit questions on twitter too anyways thanks yeah, matt this was too, really fun yeah, this, this <laughs> was a fun. <laughs>
1: this fun thanks for listening thanks for holding me to that yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll talk to you. we'll catch you on the next one goodbye everybody bye Yeet.